Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This episode of An Unexpected Podcast is brought to you by W.M. Wolf. Thank you. Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, and a little village called Amanda. And today we have an exciting chapter to review and discuss with you. It's the old forest. The ancient forest. Um, the, f- the granddaddy of forests. The granddaddy of mall. Yeah. It's old. It's grumpy. And I can't wait to dive into it. As if. If you lived anywhere in Middle Earth, you'd probably pick somewhere else. I, I could see you in the old forest, man. Oh, I, I like forest, actually. I, when I, I, had like an, I envisioned like building my house, and I honestly envisioned like building it in a forest. Can I tell you? That's no joke. That's, that's some no of my joke. strongest memories with you are tied to Honey Run Falls or Warrior Falls, as we oh call it. gosh, yeah, you're right. That is wilderness, doggy. When right. I think of you, right. even though you live in Lewis Center, I envision you out, out in the hills. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Amongst the trees and the willows. I love a good willow tree. A good willow tree is... I have a couple stories about willow trees later, too, that I want to get into. Oh. Yeah. I'm serious. Sounds promising. Some good stuff. So, Not very erect trees, but yeah, well, slouchy. They're slouchy, yeah. They're sleepy. That's okay, though. It is. Fitting for this chapter. It is. It yeah. is. Um, before we jump into our quick counsel uh, session here, guys, we just want to thank um, our patrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate them supporting us. So we had a, l- a new little plug there at the beginning just to kind of... You know, each month we're going to kind of give a shout out and um, the show is brought to you, you know, essentially by them. We don't do ads and things like that. So yeah. it's just really we might um, promote other podcasts, but um, we're not selling a product and what have you here. We so. love promoting you guys. We do. Honestly. We absolutely do. Yeah. So. So anyways, um, just want to thank that was our uh, WM Wolf is actually our first patron. So we wanted to say huge shout out and thanks there. We also have uh, Jeff Wade, Megan Howard, Peter Donovan. And I just saw. Peter Donovan of Chicago. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, Lane's buddy. Um, James, help me out here, Aquilina. Aquilina? Sounds right to me. Aquilina. Um, Todd Y., Anthony, and Jasmine Murfeld. Murfeld? Yeah. Yeah. So Pete Donovan is my uncle, essentially. Okay. I mean, he is like, he has been an uncle to me my entire life. That's awesome. He is an uh, old friend from Chicago. The Donovans we love, like they are... We are family. That's I, sweet. I did not know. It's so funny because I did not know until like 15 seconds ago that Pete is a patron. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I love all you patrons, obviously, but I know Pete very, very, yeah, very, cool. very closely. Yeah. Special shout out. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, also, I'll note here too, um, because I don't count myself in the li- I When you create the account, I'm like the ninth member. So we're actually one shy. We're actually one shy of a, of a fellowship. Of a fellowship. Who so. will be that last one to so answer the guys. call? Guys, it's gonna. I mean, we'll, we'll know who who fills the last spot. So, um, right. Where are we going? <laughs> so, so, anyways, um, on there you'll find um, some behind the scenes with uh, Tammy Lane interview. You'll find oh. some uh, appendices stuff, which is wild. We just had Lane's 
wife record a good little intro for us. Uh, she did. Some good stuff, guys. So, anyways, enough of that stuff, though. Yep. Let's get to the action here. Quick counsel. How you doing, buddy? What's been going on? Man, dude, I don't know why. I don't know why our personal lives keep mirroring. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was a hard word to say. Mirroring, Galadriel's mirroring what we're reading. But I mean, as today at school, it's it's getting long, man. It's like if you're a teacher, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're waiting for spring break, right? Oh yeah, you're ready for spring break, right, dude? I don't. I you know when you're so tired, you have out of body experiences where you're like, wow, I don't remember that day. I was on my I was on autopilot because my brain was mush kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Yeah. That's how I felt today and I was like don't know how I'm going to make it. Right. I feel like I'm surrounded by some willows and there's some weird stuff in the air <laughs> and I just want to go to bed. Right. So I'm tired. But I we're uh, we're currently sipping on some uh some strong coffee, some strong coffee. I as he said, I was like I want some coffee as you want some. He goes, "Yeah, yeah, give me a little bit." So I made some espresso and put it in there too and we're we're Feeling wired it. for sound now. I mean, right? I'm wired. We will we be up till three tonight. Three a.m. Oh my Just gosh! Just pointless appendices for months on yeah. end. Yeah. Um, How are you doing, brother? I'm doing well, man. Um, I'm really glad we did the poll uh, for the food. Yeah. I did not want moist Chinese. No. Okay. And see, here's the thing. I don't want people to think that we don't like Chinese. No, absolutely we, not. We love Chinese, but guys, you gotta understand. And I think most of you know this, and that's why you helped us out. You voted for some some pizza. That kind of that level of Chinese. That's once every six months. I don't know if you can do that before a podcast, too. That was not a good idea. I felt terrible last time. I know. I mean, that and you the smelled cherry awful Coke. too. <laughs> I blame you for that. <laughs> I blame you for the sniffing. Don't okay. forget the sniffing. That's right. Um, but yeah, I'm, they, they threw us a bone there. I was really hoping they were going to say... I thought most people would vote Chinese just because it would be funny. Right. They, the fact that we put moist in the poll, though, drove, drove a lot of people away. Same here. Yeah, yeah I'm really glad. That was a good move. I actually had a chance to get some of the um, with the deep dish Chicago-style yes, pizza. You yes, you did. We've so, got a Chicago theme going here. I think it was... Yeah. Oh. Who is our friend that is obsessed with Tom Bombadil? Richard George. Richard okay. George made, yep. a, made a comment about Chicago deep dish. Yeah, you're right. right? You're right. He did. Yes. And I think that kind of planted a seed. We started talking about it. We got Peter Donovan as a patron who is right. Chicago Evergreen Park. He won't even say Chicago. That's Evergreen right. Park, born and raised, the man. And uh, yeah, we have a, a Giordano's in well, Columbus. And Ez came to the rescue. Yeah, that was. I was actually just talking to the secretary, uh, talking about what to get. And yeah. they mentioned it today. And I was like, uh Obviously, I need to try Seriously? it. Seriously? That's yeah. where that came from? Yeah, yeah. We were talking. I, I showed them the... I mean, because uh, one or two of them, I think, listened to the you know, podcast. The so. Providence of the Valar, man? Is that what that yeah, is? Yeah, pretty much is. That's what wow. happened today. I saw it in real life. Um, so anyways, you know, that was cool. I mean, so we got to... We got, to, we got a lot of leftovers. We're going to be we uh, chowing down on that. So I was excited. I've never had it, guys. And it's delicious. We, a lot we, of cheese. We actually recorded your first moments. You did. Of yeah. consuming Chicago deep dish pizza, right. it's it's something else, guys. Yeah. I mean, that's I live five. Like I live it. I live five minutes from it, so it's a problem. You're kidding me? No, I live five minutes away, I and mean, it was brand new. It's been I, I just didn't know about it. There's so. only one reason I would move away from Amanda, and it would be to close be, to be closer to Chicago. Well, I just pizza. Yeah, well, just come over and hang out. You know, we'll get you some. I guess we could do that. Yeah, we could. <laughs> we, I, I We're guess not that so. far away, right? Um. So yeah, anything else? I mean, going on with you? You know. Uh, oh. Lots of stuff, but how much do we want to, you know? Right. No, here, here we go. You had mentioned something earlier about how just your, your day had felt like you were in the yes. old forest. If you have kids, or like Lane said, if you're a teacher or what have you, yes. it's like we're trying to go north 
<laughs> and they just keep pushing us south. That's brilliant. You know what I'm saying? Like, seriously. We're drawn no matter, back to the water. There's just no way. Yeah, I, I'm like. Into that dingle valley. Right. We're trying to hurt them this way. With and all just, the berries. Like, no, we're not going that way. Absolutely. So, And I kind of feel myself pulled that way, too. Like, yep. I want to. Uh, there's things I want to get done. And I just can't, I can't make it to the East Road, man. I can't. I'm just drawn back to the mm-hmm. withy window. Yep. I mean, maybe that's, you know, maybe there's a point to that. Maybe there's a purpose. Maybe the higher powers see some sort of, you know, yeah. that that's the journey we have to take. That's the path that, that the forest has carved out for us. I don't know. You're right. You're right. We had, and we're not going to get way deep into it, but we had a, an emotional moment earlier where we talked about how we did, we did, man. things are, if one thing were different, you know, we wouldn't be here. So we're thankful and we're blessed and we're happy that we're able to do this with you guys and that oh, we're... Oh, Lord. Yeah. This fellowship is going on, man. Lord, I just Lord, love it. Lord bless you. So... My question is, as, yeah. so when the seasons kind of start to change... Yeah. So obviously, like, Christmas is more contempl- contemplative. Yeah. Thanksgiving, same way. They're reflective times. Right. Do you think... I almost feel that way every time a season changes, kind of. Anytime there's big changes going on... Yeah. I, I feel, like, just kind of overwhelmed by, like, nostalgia, but also, like, perspective comes over. Yeah. You feel that way too? Yeah, you, I do. You have waves I, of it. I it think that's, yeah, I do, and yeah. I think that's why we use it in literature so much too. I think it's another sure. thing too. It's to show a changing in our characters because it's literally a reflection of life. I yeah. think that's what okay. we all go through. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's impossible not to step out. We, we walk outside, and Mother Nature gives us like this, you know, bright, sunny, beautiful day, and it's hard to not be influenced by that. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. To feel good and be like, wow, you know. It's great. I know. It's great to be alive, so, man. It is yeah. great to be alive. Um, okay, so I think that's okay. I think that's it for quick counsel. We're gonna jump into some uh, drop and eaves, the Amazon uh, show news. That's right. So the show has a new title. Okay, it's Middle Earth Live Laugh Love. Um, <laughs> just kidding. I'm just joking. I was like, see, I rely on Lane for this information, so I'm joking. Gosh dang it! Uh, there is a new article that came out. So I'm. Obviously, every week I just I literally type in Lord of the Rings, Amazon show news. Yeah, because I just want to know what's out there. Um, so uh, there's an article that was released, or that, I'm sorry, it was published in what is this website? NME. I don't even know what that stands for, uh, but it's pretty much a, a compilation of everything we've talked about so far. Okay, it talks about just the kind of the gist of what the show is going to be about. There is, there are some new kind of nuggets that we haven't talked about and I hadn't seen before. So I'm just going to go through and scan through and read some of that stuff. So obviously, it talks about how many series there's going to be. There'll be multiple. Talked about how much it cost. Talks about who won the bidding war for the rights. Mm -hmm. Talks about. Ian McKellen, that little nugget we had where he dropped and said on the Graham, yep, on the Graham Norton show, said, "Hey." I'm not too old to play Gandalf. I'm wow. down to I'm down to return DTR. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was some cool stuff here. Oh, we also got John Reese Davies saying it's not about doing it better; it's about making more money. That's all. If they think they can make more money, then they will. Okay. So obviously, John also, and there was a conspiracy we kind of we kind of hashed out last right. week. Very uh, very speculative, but just thinking some of the things we'd heard and all the reboots that happen all the time. Is this a reboot? Uh, is it going to be a TV show version of these this this trilogy that we love and hold dearly? So no one's no one's crucified me on my opinion yet, which is cool. Right. I'd say I you know I don't want it, 
but I'd be open to it. But that comment from Davies, doesn't that make you think that, that they are leaning that way and that those, yes. those people in Hollywood, I mean, Tammy said the same thing. Yeah. And you guys, and this is exclusive stuff here, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tammy tipped us off big time. It was her gut. That and was I her, love her gut feeling. I love her. But um, so anyways, it was just kind of interesting. I think, uh, yeah, I think more and more, I'm, I, I personally would like to see something different, but will I watch a remake or a re- whatever? Yeah, I will. And I'll, and I'll love it. But I right. mean... You know, so and, there, and there's some more that kind of makes us kind of makes us uh, uh, think that I, I don't know. It's it's very interesting. So obviously, remember we remember John Reese Davies saying that he, he's he's very you know why why touch it and and I, I agree to that. I agree with that. I mean, it's like you can't top those movies. They're the best. They're mm-hmm. the best. Um, Andy Circus was also um, approached about it, and I think, I think people are just obviously in the media going to all these actors who are big time. In the films and saying, "Are you going to come back as your character?" Right. He was approached about returning as Gollum in the in the TV sh- series, and he said, "You know, it sounds incredible, but I don't see myself being any part of it." He then a- added, "I think it's a completely fresh, new approach to it all, so I don't think I'd imagine myself to be anywhere near it, really." Hmm. So that's interesting, he, dude. I, I kind of, I, I really respect that. Yeah, yeah. Because especially, I mean, you look at all the characters. Obviously, but you look at what Andy Serkis did. It only not only was it a a feat of acting, physical you know physically acting, but also voice acting. Oh yeah, for creation sure. of a digital character. I mean, it pioneered a lot of the mocap stuff that's yep. used now. Yep. Um, and he's become like this motion capture slash actor expert. He has and inspired a lot of. I mean, yes. you know from uh, from Last Jedi. Yeah, from Snow. stuff he did with Snow. Yeah, uh, and he's done that with with Caesar with Planet of the Apes stuff. I mean, just. Uh, King Kong, he was King Kong in the mm-hmm. in the films. Yeah. So, um, anyway, for him to be able to be like, you know, that you know, if if, if Gollum does appear again, it should be somebody else. Mm-hmm. That speaks so much, and I've always loved Andy Serkis, but that speaks so much into his character. That is, that's massive, dude. Yeah. But I kind of agree with him. If it is someone else's vision, you almost kind of have to go clean slate. This is my interpretation of Gandalf. Right. This is my interpretation of Gollum. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see you know Andy not take that role. You know what I mean? And then have some have another actor kind of come in and play their character. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if, if they're not all going to come back and do it, then exactly. You don't want a piecemeal right. thing, right? Right. Now. Yeah, I agree. So that that was his kind of two cents. Also, uh, Sean Astin uh, was talking about possibly. It, it says here it was more positive about the prospect of reprising his role as Samwise Gamgee. Wow. So maybe maybe Sean wow. is DTR too. Sean, we'd love to talk to you. Love to get you on the phone or meet yeah. you at a convention or something. Hit us up, Sean. Hit us up, Sean. We're ready. We're yeah. ready for it. He said, uh, I've been saying for 15 years, dot, 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 maybe like 12 years after the Lord of the Rings came out, that it would get remade. Seriously. This is a quote. And people always said, oh, no, it'll never get remade. It's a classic. They could never top it. And I'm like, no, it'll get remade. It's a massive story. The characters are so beloved. So this is like three people now, maybe four actually, who are who are you know kind of implying that that's the consensus that it's going to be. The, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I don't know. That's all he said. All right. He also went on to say this was very interesting. I thought he said you know what would it be like to be included in the future series plot? Uh, he said. The Mines of Moria are referred to a lot in The Lord of the Rings, and I guess in the Hobbit trilogy, you spend a little bit of time in them, but the culture of the dwarves in the mine, I would love to see like five hours of that. That is what this show could do, though. Hmm, you're right. The show could, 
And I know the initial, the knee-jerk reaction is, don't touch the movies. Let's go to a new place. Let's go to a new time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the cool thing that this show could do is it could it could allow for that depth. Yeah, I it get could that. allow for that exploration. It could allow for Tom Bombadil in the old forest to mm-hmm. breathe. I don't know. Well, so he's kind of commenting. What on he's kind of saying there is, you know, if you you basically kind of tell the tale, you know, of what happened in Moria. Mm-hmm. You know, the awakening of the Belrog and all that, all that good stuff. I mean, that is going up. We never really get to kind of. We see the aftermath, right? But we could, at the same time, while we know these events are going on in the Shire sure. or elsewhere, we could see what was happening there. Sure, you know, Bali yeah. going back, and you know, sure, yeah, a so. different perspective in the same time period, yeah, which would also be cool too. So it almost could even work with the movies to fill in gaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like that too. Uh, so there's a, a big section about what the plot will be about. Um, you know, uh, we know the series will be a prequel to the Lord of the Rings films. So that means anything prior to Bilbo handing over the ring to Frodo, which we've said. But then we also have this conflicting information. It's just it's just really crazy because anything goes at this point, mm-hmm. which yeah. is a lot of fun. No, oh, it's you great. Can, you can the great, literally throw out any idea, and it's as valid as any other any other idea. Right. So it's unlikely that Amazon will decide to invent new non-canon characters. And we talked about that. They got to start with something familiar. Mm-hmm. Right. They, they needed to anchor us into something that we know. Otherwise, we might be kind of lost. Or you won't hook the people who were just in the films necessarily. Yeah, but the crazy thing, what they can do is these these elves have lived for so long and through so many ages sure. mm-hmm. that you know you could latch onto one of them and build around that character Absolutely. if if you wanted to. If you if you had to make up a character, they don't really. There are plenty of characters to plenty. you know uh, dive into. So plenty. I'm you know the point is that. They can do that if they want to, but they need that that cornerstone. They need, yeah, they need someone to build around. So, yeah. so some of the ideas they're throwing out here is, you know, they could tell a story of a young Aragorn, right? He's eighty seven in Fellowship of the, you know, the one the the journey to the destroy the ring is is begun. He's eighty seven years old. Um, so they also bring up the plot of the children of Hurin or Baron and Luthien. They could be a good starting point. Could be because they have ties to like what we're experiencing in the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. They yep. also brought up the the um, really popular video game Shadow of Mordor, right? Which yeah. those characters are. Oh my gosh! I actually don't know. Dude, I, I would played, have to check on that. I've played a little bit of. I that have game. the game, and I don't know. Is I don't know yeah. if they're okay because I'm sorry. My, I don't know all the lineage and all the backstory of everybody. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to look and, and see if those are um, invented characters or if they're real. Hmm. Um, so we'll yeah. do that. It's set, it's just real quick. It says it's set between the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Um, it follows a ranger, right? Um, Italian, Italian, yeah. I think um, they're invented. Yeah. Okay. I think they are. Kella Brimbor yeah. might be real. I honestly don't know. Yeah, he's, he's killed by Lord Sauron, returns to Mordor, yeah. resurrected, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever. So, you know, if they're made up or if they're real, whatever. Yeah. And that's yeah. the other thing you could do. I mean, in, in The Hobbit, there were characters that were created. So anyway, this yeah. article pretty much just kind of summarizes what we've discussed so far. Uh, we could even put the link on the, um, on the website or on, on our Facebook page. Sure. And you could check that out. Um, yeah. Uh, there you go. So okay. there's some new, cool. there's some new nuggets there. Awesome. New so nuggets. Um, that's exciting. Well, I'm sure we'll get more and we'll, we'll you know, th- that section hopefully will become more like, all right, we got a specific nugget here. Let's, let's track this down and yeah. really get after it. But uh, um, we'll move on for now. Uh, we're going to talk about the 
uh, Tolkien uh, biopic. Sure. Still in post-production. No new news. Uh, again, the biggest news is where are we going to eat before? I think we should probably put a poll out about that. Yep, we will. Think about the power they right. will have. Right. So we'll keep one eye on this project. Update you. Yep. Uh, we have some other, so we kind of added this in other corners of Middle Earth. So just some other little tidbits of news before we get into the reread. Um, we have a message from our great buddy, Mike Charles. He has something special he wants to share with with all our uppers, uh, something really cool that he's going to do for the book club mm-hmm. and yep. the podcast. And so we actually have a recorded message that he's he's just going to kind of walk you through uh, what he wants to do. So here it is. We'll, we'll let Mike say it in his own words. Hello, fellow uppers. My name is Mike Charles, and I am from the small town of Pataskala, Ohio. I need to first thank Lane and Ezra for allowing me to be a part of the podcast. Uh, Lane and I had actually been messaging back and forth over the last couple weeks, uh, just discussing the podcast and what an awesome job they're doing. Um, But more specifically on something that um, had been on my heart that I wanted to share with everyone. Um, And Lane so graciously asked me if I would be willing to put together a little piece for the podcast and um, I was honored to do that and I'm honored to be able to be on this today. Um, like many of you, I'm a massive fan of all things Tolkien, including this amazing podcast that Lane and Ezra put out for us each fortnight. I'd love to share my personal Lord of the Rings story with all of you, but for the sake of time, I'll try to summarize. Um, when the Fellowship of the Ring first came out in 2001, uh, I was just a 14-year-old kid in middle school. 9-11 happened, and for a while, there was a lot of uncertainty and fear throughout the country, as I'm sure all of you remember. As the months went on, uh, I began to see previews and trailers for this new movie, something that I had absolutely no idea about. It was actually my amazing mom that told me a bit about what this Lord of the Rings thing was all about. She actually had to read it in high school, Uh, So she knew that this would probably be something that I would be interested in. So when December came, uh, my mom, my little brother, and myself went to the good old premiere theater in Mount Vernon and uh, caught one of the very first showings of this movie. Um, As I sat down in my chair, I had absolutely no idea what I was getting myself into. The movie started, and from the opening scenes to the rolling hills of the Shire, I was instantly mesmerized. All of the post-9-11 fears of the outside world seemed to just melt away as I was introduced to this brand new world of Middle-earth. I was completely lost and entranced in the beauty of this movie, and as I was introduced to the characters that Tolkien had created, I felt this connection that I had never felt towards a fictional character before. I cared about these heroes, and when they hurt or felt an emotion, for some reason I felt it along with them. Needless to say, and this is a little spoiler alert for anybody that has not read the book or seen the movies, when Gandalf falls in combat against the Balrog, I felt just as hopeless and as helpless as the Fellowship did. When the credits eventually rolled, I remember sitting in my chair just staring at the screen wondering what in the world had just happened. I thought to myself, that's it. I looked to my mom hoping to get some kind of explanation. I think there's two more books, she said. And so, the very next day, I was hunting down this next book and anything else I could find that had anything to do with Lord of the Rings. Years later, I eventually met this long-haired, surfer-looking guy named Lane. 
Our friendship actually goes back quite a bit. Uh, we attended the same church together for a while, and uh, in that time, we actually discovered each other's love for Lord of the Rings. Some of my fondest memories with Lane were times that we would just sit down and discuss the movies, the books, and theories for our favorite characters. Lane had a nickname for me, and I don't know if he remembers this or not, but uh, Lane would always call me Baromir. Um, it was a name that I graciously accepted because he knew that Baromir was my favorite Lord of the Rings character. Now, I know I'll probably catch some hate for admitting that, but... Um, Baromir's story has such a tragic and redeeming arc that I instantly fell in love with. So, when I saw that Lane was starting up a podcast with Ezra about Lord of the Rings, I just had to listen in. Over the last few weeks, as we have all started this journey together, I have been thinking about what I could do to contribute. Um, another tidbit about myself is that I am basically just a 30-year-old kid. Uh, I love to collect vintage toys, and um, over the years I have acquired some sealed Lord of the Rings action figures. Um, on a side note, let me tell you, they just do not make action figures like they used to. Uh, for as aged as they are, these Lord of the Rings figures were amazing. Um, their quality and likeness to the actors was just fantastic. Um, Toy Biz definitely had it together when they made these. So when I was thinking about what I could do for the podcast and for all the listeners, I actually felt led to donate a couple of my figures to you guys. I know it may not seem like a lot, but I just wanted to share something that has brought me great joy over the years with all of you and give something back to this podcast. It is my hope that these could be used as a drawing or a giveaway item for you guys in the future but I completely trust Lane and Ezra to use them however they see fit. So, to whoever may win or receive one of these, I hope that you will enjoy them as much as I have over the years. Again, I'd like to thank Lane and Ezra for allowing me to be on here and to share just a little bit of my Lord of the Rings story with all of you. Hopefully, I didn't bore you or take up more time than I was invited to, um, but to Lane and Ez, you guys are doing an amazing job. And this podcast is something that I greatly enjoy and look forward to each fortnight. Cheers to all of you, and may the road go ever on and on. Sweet. Yeah, thanks, uh, Mike. That's pretty awesome. I'm uh, really That's excited massive. about that. Yeah. yeah. So um, that'll be fun, you know? Yeah. So I want to see them. Me too. Me too. Absolutely. Uh, we'll do the poll results real quick. Is that all right if we do that here? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the poll for last chapter was all about fatty. <laughs> Poor little fatty bulger. Uh, we said, you know, if he had if he had made it to Rivendell, if he continued with with the Hobbits that far, is he running back to the Shire or is he joining the Fellowship? Sixty nine percent of you said running back to the Shire. Thirty one percent joining the Fellowship. And Emma Rose Colk had just an uh, an incredible comment, <laughs> which we got to share. She said, "Poor fatty, the most unfortunately named Hobbit. He's probably the only. Well, there's a lot of Hobbits, but he could probably be an adult film star." He with could. that name. He could. He could. Fatty Bulger. <laughs> so. Anyways. There you go. That's great. Moving Thanks, on. Emma. <laughs> Thank you, Emma. Yeah. I actually, and everyone I, who voted. It's so yeah, cool to it, put those up. And we that's get like, fun because I, I kind of surprised me a little bit. I mean, not, not really, but like, mm-hmm. man, once you're, once you're out of the Shire, I'm kind of thinking, all right, Fatty's going with these chumps. You know, he's going he, with that. He's just rolling with his boys. They're you your know? homies. Yeah. You got to roll with the but hobbits. But I could see if, I, uh, if he were to you know, listen in and 
you know, see these, um, you know, the big people kind of talking about this real scary thing going and, on. And I voted, know? I voted he's running back to the shower because the old forest scared him. Right. I think yeah. if he knew anything yeah. about Sauron's nature. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'm with he's, you. He's heading for the hills. Yeah. You know what I mean? The hills. <laughs> Literally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. But thank you for everyone who's voting on those two. That is that I love checking that. It is so oh, much yeah. fun to do. And we have like we have so much engagement. on it. There's too. like 40 of you who vote every time. Yeah. And leave yeah. comments. It is. It's, it's an fun. awesome way to communicate. Yeah. yeah. Very fun. It's quick and easy. So we have today in Middle Earth next. Okay, so some of the stuff we're getting to at this point of the calendar, it's very, like, climactic. Uh, we had, like, 25 dates we shared last time, and I couldn't pronounce <laughs> half of the stuff in it. So so I'm I kind of real... wanted to skip over it this time because before it was leading up to the climax. Now it's like, if you've never read before, I don't want to share that stuff. Yeah. It's like, it is the end of the story coming up in the next couple weeks. So, yeah. If there's a really fun, cool, significant, you know... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We're just gonna gloss over it. Is that we're, cool? We're gonna gloss over. We want to say we want to censor that for people who and are honestly, experiencing this for the first time. Yeah, it was good because this chapter of the old forest. I feel like we want to. We, there's a lot we want to talk about in in, in regards Absolutely. to it. So we just want to dive into it. And, and, and you know what, man? Stories to read on the top of that. On the yeah. top of that uh, that bald spot, that little hill. Yes, couldn't really see much, man. That fog was coming in, so we don't right. have much perspective. You're right. So we're not going to even That's we're not going to look outside this chapter. Uh huh. Didn't matter which right. way they looked. You know, That's yeah. right, man. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> All right, awesome. So we are now to the reread uh, chapter six, the old forest. Um, Lane's got a recap for us. Let's, yeah, let's see what we got let's here. Let's do it. In the last chapter, we had a bath, a brew, and a conspiracy too. The hobbits discuss an ongoing conspiracy. If there were any cats at Crick Hollow then they would be out of the bag by now. Frodo decides to take Gildor's advice and bring a few companions along. I just wanted to hear you read that bit about, you know, Cat coming out. I read that for you. I I like to read stuff that hopefully will catch Lane off guard. He's always ready to go. He's a wordsmith. Yeah. So um, we always ask you guys when we post the thread on Sunday, uh, the Facebook thread, just to kind of leave us your thoughts on the previous chapter. Um, Honestly, we might get to a point too where you could start to give us some thoughts on the current chapter. Yeah. Um, you know, if we get there, I think that would be kind of cool. It's, it's cool to go back in the recap. Um, cause it might be too much, but we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got some thoughts anyways from the last couple of chapters from Tara Lynn. Yeah. Uh, she says, I'm so glad you sang the bath song. So <laughs> am I, that, we, <laughs> that was a fun song. Um, loved the discussion this week, maybe, uh, because I enjoy this chapter so much. Uh, even with the danger of the writers, Frodo's distress, at having to tell his friends that he must leave them. There is still an undeniable lightheartedness mm-hmm. in the interactions of the Hobbit friends. Too true. Yeah. And that that, that, that was kind of what made that chapter interesting, wasn't there's, it? Yeah, there's a lot of tension. You know? It had to break at some point. We needed some kind of respite, and that's definitely what that chapter was. Right, and she goes on to say, you know, the, um, the reader is left with a sense of how simple and wholesome life in the Shire is, mm-hmm. and as we progress through the book... I think that this impression sticks with us and underlines the importance of the Shire and its folk. Mm-hmm. Um, as for Frodo's dream, <laughs> okay, I'm Frodo has a dream. He does. He has a dream, and I, we wanted to get some more thoughts on this. So, I think that most dreams in Lord of the Rings have a combined purpose for reflecting a character's thoughts and feelings, foreshadowing and linking to actual events going on in Middle Earth. Okay. Mm-hmm. In this dream, Frodo hears creatures crawling and um, snuffling, and it feels that they will, you know, it feels like they're going to smell him out. Mm-hmm. 
just as he fears the pursuit of the writers. Do not, guys, forget (laughs) the sniffing. Um, (laughs) Then the scene changes, and he is drawn to a white tower from which he can view the sea. Mm -hmm. I read this as being one of the white towers at the Grey Havens and a foreshadowing of his destiny. It is also an interesting play on words that he can try to see the sea. He is embarking on a journey to take down an enemy whose greatest distinguishing characteristic is intense and penetrating sight. Wow. Wow. Yeah. uh, Okay, Tara, I had not actually read to the end of this. That was great. Um, (laughs) This is great. That's why we do this. Um, But Frodo won't be able to see his own destiny until the enemy is defeated. Wow. So one of the things I love about the way the way Tolkien writes is I think some people think there's a definite answer. Yeah. Right? I think some people think Preach a little well, bit here. well this is this, this is that. If you go back to page four ninety eight of the Silmarillion, there's a direct link to this. They probably don't sound like that when they're t- well they might, I don't know. And I mean, uh, hey, hey pal, I sound like what that. I know we both do. That's <laughs> Ohio. Uh and sure. There, there probably are right answers to some of this, but I love that he writes it in such a way that there's almost no wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Dreams, by their very nature, are very interpretive. I mean, there's there's a reason that people uh, like make professions out of deciphering dreams, and why mm-hmm. why dreams can be misinterpreted as well as correctly read. Mm-hmm. And so it's cool that we can, I, I love that we've, we've gotten quite a few, actually I just, just added another one down there, mm-hmm. responses to this this dream and what we think people, uh, or what people think it means. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. So, and, and really, I mean, who's to say? Who's to say? And I think Tolkien left it that way. I yes, think he, he, he wanted to leave it that way to say, yeah. He did. I mean, the, you, yeah, I get the idea that an author will leave a little some breadcrumbs for you to kind of sure. think this way mm-hmm. or that way. Mm-hmm. But how you get there and whether you embellish a little bit, isn't that what mm-hmm. we're supposed to do? Imagine a little bit and, and maybe create and embellish. Um, so I don't know. I think it's cool that we can kind of, I mean, that's a, yeah, like initially, like, I don't know, just the, the cool stuff about the, the play on words there, you know, mm-hmm. like that's something I didn't see before. Yeah. So, right. Um, let me do, I'll do the next one, the short one here. Um, Richard George, I totally passed this chapter. I'm so excited about Tom. I skipped to chapter six. Now it's time to go back and catch up. <laughs> Richard oh, is God. all in for Tom Bombadil. Yes, he is. I love it, man. Right. Deep and sweaty. Uh, amazing. We might just start calling him Tom. Yeah, we might. I think old Tom. Old Tom. Uh, Michael Upshaw has um, just recently joined the page and given us tons of stuff to chew over mm-hmm. here. Yep. So I have like a little response to uh, a character that he would like to see in the show. Uh, and then also he has some, has some comments about Frodo's dream as well. So he said, you know, in ep- episode five, you guys did your top five characters to see in the Amazon show. Here's another for you that I, I don't recall you mentioning Prince Imrahil who led the company of Swan Knights to the aid of Minas Tirith. Uh, he, s- he seemed awesome in Return of the King, and I've read that he uh, has elvish blood far back in his lineage, but he gets no mention in the movie. And um, it's very true. He's, he's not fleshed out on the movie at all. There's, like a, there is, there's an actor that, that plays him, but, and he has a couple lines with Gandalf, but he's, he's never called by name. We don't really get to... Uh, you know, I think probably Return of the King was so packed that there was just kind of no room for him, unfortunately. 
Another reason that maybe a, a show version of the movies would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. oh, yeah. So that was a great comment. Thank you, Michael, for that. And then he talks about um, Frodo's dream and says, you know, you invited us to chime in with our own theories. I haven't come across anything about the specific dream, so all I have is speculation. Hey, man. That's what it's all about, brother. We love it. We love it. The sound and smell of the sea, in addition to Frodo's desire to climb the tower, represent uh, the yearning that the gods, I use the term loosely, referring to Iluvatar and or the Valar and or the Mayar, placed in Frodo's heart to reach the Undying Lands. The tower itself could represent one of several physical towers in the Undying Lands, or perhaps simply symbolize a beacon of beauty and hope that is associated with the Undying Mm -hmm. Lands. Beautiful. Yep. The tower is in stark contrast with the wasteland that Frodo finds himself standing in, which represents Middle Earth. Very mm-hmm. interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. Frodo attempts to reach the tower, but is turned away by thunder, meaning that it is not the right time or that first something else must be completed. Mm-hmm. Though not addressed in the dream, we can assume the task that must first be completed is the destruction of the ring. That, sure. Awesome. Yep. Um, I think this fits nicely with Tolkien's religious beliefs. Uh, this is only my take on Tolkien and Christianity, so I am in no way speaking for other Christians or with any authority on Tolkien. God instills in mankind a desire to return to him, the Iluvatar or, and or the Valar, and join him in heaven, Amman, or the Undying Lands. Unfortunately, we are separated from God due to the border, or I'm sorry, the burden of sin, which is the ring. Mm-hmm. So we must unyoke ourselves from that burden destroy the ring, before we can finally be fully united with God. Mm -hmm. The ring, as a representation of sin, comes out again when we see Frodo tempted to use the ring while the riders are close. He is drawn to sin despite the perilous consequences. Man, Michael put some serious thought into this. Preach a little bit, son. Preach it. And and hey, I mean, like, Tolkien was very, he was a huge Catholic, Mm -hmm. big time. And he he went on to say, like, you know, it's not a a Christian uh, uh, um, story. He's very yeah. clear to say that. Whereas, you know, his friend C.S. Lewis was very clear about the yes. direct correlation with Christianity that Chronicles of Narnia was a, mm-hmm. um, uh, it was all symbolism. Mm-hmm. But Tolkien said, you know, I am a Christian and I believe very deeply in, in, in my faith. And so to separate my beliefs from what is in the story is impossible. Right. That's who he it is. is. So cool. Right. right. You, you can't, yeah. yeah, you write what you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. Anyway, so Tolkien explored similar ideas in the Silmarillion. In it, the elves, or the Nold- Noldor, left the Undying Lands and were barred from returning due to their sins. They defied the god and killed a lot of their innocent kinsmen. Mm-hmm. And see, this is stuff that I haven't explored yet, so this is really cool. Yeah, the kinslaying. Yeah. There you go, as he's getting into it. I'm, I'm love. yeah. <laughs> they spent the next several thousand years in Middle Earth, living with the consequences of their sins until eventually they received forgiveness and redemption from the gods and were allowed to return to the Undying Lands, thus the exodus of elves throughout the Third Age. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I think this theme of redemption slash salvation might run throughout his books, and I look forward to trying to identify any other supporting themes as I continue this, re- this read-through with you guys. I also find it interesting to see the horrors of World War I influence his writing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That was, I mean, he started writing, started concepts for this in the trenches, so that's, that's you can't separate that either. Mm-hmm. And Valerie Holman has brought that up in the past, too. She has. Very yep. astutely. And thanks for uh, um, prompting this question. Uh, I never would have thought much about this dream if you guys hadn't discussed it so much during the podcast and requested responses. Keep it up. Um, awesome. Yeah. And you know, honestly, the first time uh, I read this book, I glanced over that part. 
It's at the end of a chapter. It's very brief. Yeah. So unless you stop and really think, okay, hang, and, and, and perspective too. Mm-hmm. Once, you've, once you know the story in its entirety, you can look back on that section and go, because if you're reading it for the first time, you, you would think, all right, it's a crazy dream. He ate too many mushrooms. True. Right. You don't exactly know. I mean, exactly. If you've just read this the, for the first time yes. and you don't have all that historical Your context, context is limited. Right. Yeah. It's amazing and, and yeah. to watch it unfold. That's why, like, the songs, to hear, you know, the elves referencing mm-hmm. things, you know, uh, about point. the stars and stuff, there's a lot in those songs and dreams Good and things point. that are not directly up in your face. Mm-hmm. But if you want to, you can listen in. You can, you, can, you know, mm-hmm. tune in, I guess, uh, an extra notch. So that was, that was great. I actually that was really... awesome. Like the the redemption piece is really good. Yes, so it's huge. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing your thoughts, man. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. All right. Um, I think is that it. Are got we, Nicole's there. Oh, oh, we got yeah, one yeah, more. Nicole Whitaker. Yep. Uh, from the Tammy episode. Yes. Um, wouldn't it be awesome to see Vigo's son in the Amazon series? Yeah. Yeah. He would. Henry Mortensen. Let's uh-huh. get him in there. Yeah, I have no idea if he acts, but since he got Vigo into the role, how awesome would it be uh, to be in that circle? Yeah. yeah it's full circle, um, man. Yeah. I mean, also, yeah, just whether he's like an extra or whatever, yeah. you know, what have you. And as, cool, a, as a you little know? boy, when they filmed Two Towers, he's he was in the scene, uh, and I, I sent a picture to Nicole of he's not the boy that Aragorn talks to on the steps and says there's always hope. He's the boy standing like behind him by the fire. Mm-hmm. So if you go and you, you find that thread, you can actually see him in the movie. My guess is he, maybe he was like shy and didn't want a speaking part. I don't know. Vigo's kind of yeah. a shy guy too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, sure. um, but yeah, that would be so cool. I mean, he kind of, he, the dude looks a lot like his mom too, but there's, there's a, there's a hint of Vigo in him. Mm-hmm. He just, yeah, I, it would be cool. It'd be cool to see him as a man, kind of like how Katie Jackson, Peter Jackson's daughter was in both Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Yeah. She mm-hmm. was in both, which yeah. would be, yeah, that'd be sweet. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, guys. That's awesome. Wow. We really appreciate it, honestly. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. So if you ever have thoughts on the last chapter, that's what that thread is for. You know, just mm-hmm. post your thoughts. Um, go deeper, and we'll, we'll go over it. I mean, it just yeah. keeps adding to the... we got to share it with the club, man. Yeah. We've got to keep right. adding to the conversation. So, um, okay. The summary for this chapter, the old forest is old. I could just leave it right there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep yeah, going a little bit more. England guy, um, English guy. I think he's from England. Yeah, he's whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> um, it's like an old grumpy man. Uh, Sam, Mary, Pippin, and Frodo brave the mysterious forest. They keep trying to go north, but the forest just keeps pushing them south. Mm. Beware, there are Willow references galore. <laughs> um, that's all I really want to say about it because I just want to dive in. The rest of it's you know yeah, we got to fill really the corners, man. We do. We have to. to. So so let's dive in there, fill up those corners. Um, let's go over the. Segments, we broke this down into Leaving the Shire, mm-hmm. all right, um, The Foreboding Forest, mm-hmm. and, oh boy, we got some notes here, don't we? We got plenty of notes. Lord have mercy. This is our longest, uh, I think, outline, Doc? isn't yeah. it? Yeah, good Lord. Sorry. A Willow Tree, a Plea, and Old Tom B. Leave it to Lane to come up with something <laughs> ridiculous. Okay. Ridiculous. So those are our three headings. All right, let's dive into uh, Leaving the Shire. Yeah. Um, take we're it up, away. We're up early, aren't we? We are. Up early, and as you pointed something out, I did not even catch. <laughs> you looked at it. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> so, read that, man. So, uh, you know, first of all, uh, it's very subtle, but they say, you know, they're talking about who's up. He's he's mm-hmm. he's trying to wake up Frodo. Mary's trying to, you know, get him up. He's got the candle in hand, and he says, "Hey," he goes. <laughs> Even Pippin's up, all right? <laughs> you know, even Pippin's up. And then he says, wake that slabbered fatty. <laughs> I mean, like, they just remind me of, like, my friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Always ragging on each other. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like they would, like, that would be something that would be said 
about me. You know? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. So, You're always taking those naps. I yeah. do it via text. Oh, how was that nap, you guys? You do. Good you do. Lord. I need it. Um, I'm sure you do. So, yeah, um, you had mentioned they're up early. Ponies mm-hmm. are packed. Um, a little farewell to Fatty. Uh, you know, farewell to Fatty. Farewell to Fatty. Sounds like a band. Yeah. Farewell I, to Fatty. Won't <laughs> you come along to Mordor song? Yeah. But yeah, um, so they they say farewell. I think that's a really you know um, they're getting up. It's it's kind of they're kind of rushed off, sort of. Yeah, I they're, mean, they're up early. It's like six six. Well, they o'clock. were up late. I mean, they were up late. You know, um, yeah. and you know, going over their conspiracy and stuff. And might have been a little hungover too. Yeah, exactly. Having Had a, a good couple beer in the beers in the throat, yeah. sort of thing. You know. So, but there's a lot of description here, though, as they leave. There is a lot of description. Uh, don't forget the dripping. Right? Don't forget the dripping. The leaves. Of trees were dripping, and every twig was dripping. There is a lot of, so it seems it's, it almost seems like every chapter, yeah, he has a different. You're right. Say it. Word or mm-hmm. theme or aspect of nature that he. So we've had shadows. Yeah, we've had mist. Yeah, and and mystery with that. Right, right. Shrouded, um, uh, uh conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Now we've got all this water everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. So, uh, and we'll get more into that. You want to get, get to well, me. one more thing. We'll say it up front. So we've got a lot of references to water and mist and droplets and yes. M- yeah. I, moisture. Can I say moist again? Okay. So <laughs> did it. I just want to say it, but can I also Much say like a Chinese buffet restaurant I, run the windows? That's the old forest, man. It is now here though. Another thing that happens right out the gate and let's all see if I can find it here when Lane takes over in a bit, but mm-hmm. the, um, pay attention to what you hear. And what yes. you do not hear in this chapter. Yes, thank to you. Me, it's so cool, right? I mean, he, and it, it, he does. He, he and he does that all the time too. It seems like he's constantly building on this, like the sense of hearing of hobbits. Mm-hmm. They're and even even I guess even originally when he talks about you know uh, they'd often listen for the bumbling of the big folk and then go scurrying into their holes. I mean, it's not that's not verbatim, but he he talks about how hobbits have evaded um, you know the world of the big folk. And part right. of it has been mm-hmm. from, from hearing them stumbling along, you know, us uh, clumsy old humans walking by and then they run out of sight. There's a very, there's a big uh, a play on the sense of hearing with them. Well, yeah, it would make a lot of sense, right? You're used to making soft, quiet sounds. Sure. And you hear something like all of a sudden if a giant were to walk down the street here, we would be like. We would know. You know. That's true. So. And it seems like, it almost seems like they're, and maybe it's like they're extra adept at that, that sense of hearing almost. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Which, and, and even it plays into how much do they like to listen to gossip? Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot. Like they're, they're very auditorially receptive, mm-hmm. I'd say. Here's one of the first references. You know, they, yeah. they stole quietly out of the house. There you go. Okay. That's one of the first ones. Uh, just guys, if you look at your first couple um, paragraphs here or whatever, uh, let's see. Everything was still. Yeah. And far away noises seemed near, near and clear. clear. You know, fowls chattering in the yard. Someone closing a door in the distance. I love that, dude. You know that early yeah. morning sound where, yeah, it seems like, yes, still. because everything's so still that noises in the distance just, yes. it's like they're right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that will change, though. He yes, does a lot of parallel, you know, kind of structure stuff. Yes, it so. will. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let me see here. Also, this mist is very interesting. He talks about it again. Seems, you know... Uh, to open reluctantly before them as they go and close forbiddingly behind them. Mm-hmm. Sort of, uh, it, it kind of, you well, know. Well, that happens later. That's, that's again. Let's right. It's foreshadowing, the, foreshadowing the frightening path that's kind of before them. Yeah. Right? It's, they're, 
their path changes a lot. It's it's kind of uncertain in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does a lot of shifting. It does. It's very cloaked, if you will. Uh, so yeah, again, just little 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 nuggets that he lays in front of us. Little hints about what's to come. I, I so on a side note, I really love the tunnel gate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like sometimes uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's because I'm a visual visual guy or what. Sometimes when I read descriptions, I have a really hard time picturing it. Uh, like sometimes it's challenging for me to like, I'll, I'll see something in a movie right. that was expressed in writing and I'm like, huh? Okay. Oh yeah. That's what that, that's what that would look like. That makes sense. It, yeah. And when you go back and read it, you're like, okay, that's where yeah, they got. This. I get, I get yeah. why they did that. Yeah. So, but this was actually, he did, uh, he broke it down for Paints even, even me to understand. Right. Yeah. I, I really could envision this tunnel gate kind of going, going, uh, you know, steeply down walled in brick. And then, and then approaching it, running parallel, and then cutting underneath, and then coming coming through the other side. And just the idea of when I, so I envisioned the gate last chapter. I envisioned just a, a gate in the hedge, but it's mm-hmm. cool how this this tunnel runs down. It's almost like this. Um, I mean, it's a lot like the paths we take. It's it's it, I'm a, I would imagine it would be hidden at first because it descends like that. But then once you find it, it leads you. And I just. I don't know. I, it would be such a cool visual to see. I would love to see an artist rendition. I looked and I couldn't find a whole lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. So I'd love to like figure th- that out. I mean, it just seems fascinating to me. Yeah. I think you need to draw it for us. I might have to. I really do. I might have to do spot, spend a couple months. I yeah, think so. There we go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that is a neat little uh, reference again. Hobbits cool. going under the ground. Right. You know. Of course. And of course they would. Of course a gate right. under a hedge. It wouldn't go through it. It'd go under. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, this is also, um, we're getting into the moment where we will last, well, we hear more about Fatty later uh, in the book, but yeah. um, I, we, this is the last that, that we'll see of him for a long, long time. Yeah. And so this is a good little uh, goodbye here. He says, goodbye, Frodo. Um, I wish you were not going into the forest. I only hope you will not need rescuing before the day is out. But good luck to you today and every day. Again, a little uh, foreshadowing there. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, and then Frodo answers, you know, if there are no worse things ahead than the old forest, I shall be lucky, said Frodo. Tell Gandalf to hurry along the East Road. We shall soon be back on it and going as fast as we can. Goodbye, they cried. And then they rode under the slope and disappeared from Fredegar's sight into the tunnel. Dude, and the irony of that statement, too. Yeah. You know, if, if, if the old forest is the, is the worst thing we have to come across, you know, we'll be lucky. Yeah. It's like, whoa, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. If only Frodo knew. I know. I and know. maybe he does know, and maybe he's just saying that as like a reassuring thing to him. You maybe. know, maybe sure. maybe he does know deep down. Like, well, I mean, obviously, he has more. He has extensive knowledge of of the world around him, right? M- yeah, more so, so than his companions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Yeah. So, anyways, Man. that's a that's a good little goodbye there. And yeah. uh, see if, boy, if they only knew too. And we we find this out later. I believe it's in the Council of Elrond. Um, it's is later. We learn about some of the stuff that happened here. I mean, Gandalf tells us. I mean, like, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy, right? Fatty's in a dangerous. He's in a spot where it's some dangerous stuff. Which until happen. we started talking, I had totally forgotten about. Yeah, until I mean, we had these conversations right. about the book and stuff, and where where things is, is going. Yeah, I had forgotten that even happened. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right. Um, so what else you got here? Um, let's see. I have. Pippin? Yeah. So Pippin kind of acts as our. He asks our all our questions for us because Mary Mary's been in the. In the old forest before, right? And so he kind of says, you know, like, are the old, are all these, all these stories true? He's asking us, you know, he, he's asking the questions for us, and, and Mary does some answering. He says, you know, if you mean the old bogey stories, Fatty's nurses tell uh, used to tell him, 
about goblins and wolves and things of that sort, I should say no. At any rate, I don't believe them. But the forest is queer. Everything in it is very much more alive, more aware of what is going on, so to speak, than the things of the Shire. Um, and the trees do not like strangers. Yeah. Don't like strangers. <laughs> and I should say, especially after that bonfire, not real, not real fond of hobbits. No, why would you be? Exactly. I mean, got I'd be a little it, grumpy it, about it. And that's kind of cool how he brought that up. There's this like history. There's this history between the trees of the old forest and the hobbits. Kind of yeah. bad blood, as Taylor Swift would, would, would yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, I think he goes, he's, he's describing it as, yeah, she would. Um, he, he describes it like they, they had crept up. They're almost like coming over the hedge. Yeah. It was almost like they were pissed that the hedge was built. Exactly. Right? And it was like, oh, hold on a second here, folk. I mean. Exactly. We'll push as far, you know, and as wide as we want to. Wait, is this, um, when, we, is this when we learn about the bonfire? I, or do we get that last chapter? We, no, no, no. We're going to get that here in a little bit. Okay, sorry. Yep. I love yeah. that part. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's God. Right, yeah. Sorry, man. I thought that was last chapter. No, that's no, okay. We're, we're going to get that here in just a little bit. <laughs> this is something I would love to see on screen. Yes. I would love to see this on a, on a TV show or something. This is like an epic. Because, okay, dude, when I, when I envision um, you know creatures fighting trees, I think of the movies. I think of the orcs and Isengard. And I think mm-hmm. those, those jerks hurting the trees. Who ended up battling the, the you know the the horns and the trees of the old forest? Our beloved hobbits. Mm-hmm. Yep. You'd never expect that, man. Right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Take it away, as no, no, no. I mean, you're you're right. He Get starts to Mary's kind of you know just you know taking us through this this bit here. He's talking about the things they might encounter uh, in the forest and how you know the pathways move. Yes, that's right. You know, and how they're eventually they find a path that's cut pretty clear. And there's a reason why exactly. they are forced to take this path. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's a good thing or not, I, I, don't, I mean, it ends up being a good thing. Ultimately, right. What was the yeah. intention of the forest in leading them down that path? Right. My, and, 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 and my almost, question. Yeah, and it's almost, well, not almost, like there, there were two forces at work, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe one that was more, not evil, but a little more um, hostile. And then mm-hmm. another force, obviously for good, that we'll find out about. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think you know maybe maybe we're into um, the, the next segment already, which is just describing the forest here, which is fine. Yes, because do you want to do that a little bit. Yeah, because because here's the thing, you know, they're talking about how um, like the trees will do things like stick yeah. a root out or drop a drop branch. Drop a branch, and know? so yeah, and so so Pippin has all these like um, oh, like kind of like build up. Well, yeah, like Mary says, bogey stories, right? Mm-hmm. Monster yeah. stories. And and Mary's saying it's it's more subtle than that, but isn't it kind of interesting how Mary just nonchalantly brushes it off, kind of like they're alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are alive. Well, but and they're I guess alive, he, and he's a Bucklander, right? So to him, it might not be so weird. Of course, right. the trees are alive. Wouldn't you like to know sort of what you know Sam was thinking? Oh, dude, Sam, in this moment, <laughs> Sam was right? peeing himself. Yeah, I he mean, he had to have been like, wait a second, hold on these these trees are dropping branches and sticking out roots. So natural, Mister Frodo. That's not natural. Yeah, oh, nothing for it. No, <laughs> that is my favorite line. By the way, there's nothing for it. Yeah, there's nothing. I think for we it. should use that more in our daily lives. We should. We really should. Uh, instead of saying "screw that," there's nothing for it, man. But hey, get this. You know, I mean, Mary had only been there twice after dark. You know, Dude, and, and we learn, we learn that it's not a place you want to be after dark. Right. You and know, this the, all happens in in one day. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 When they say that, I mean, one of the quotes I had here to start us off was, you know, the trees just watch you. They don't do much during the day. And and that's sort of the thing is that, you know, as the night starts to kind of fall, you know, they get a little bit more 
mischievous, maybe. And you think about that too. As obviously, do we all. I'm, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, we're up talking Tolkien all night. So that's right. But I think a regular forest isn't a place you want to be at night. Mm-hmm. It's just creepy. Like we're not going to go out in the woods here and, and hang out. Right. Yeah. Running some Sasquatch, some rabbit right. raccoons. Not going to maybe a tree that would knock us over the side of the head. Not a chance. So an old forest where the trees whisper. And, you know, they, they watch you. That's definitely a place you don't want to go at night. Well, and here's something just to make the trees seem a little bit more. I mean, it's just in the way in which Mary says this. Um, in fact, long ago, they attacked the, the hedge. Yep. They came and planted themselves right by it and leaned over it. But the hobbits came and cut down hundreds of trees and made a great bonfire in the forest and burned all the ground in a long strip east of the hedge. After that, the trees gave up the attack, but they became very unfriendly. Okay? There's still a wide, bare space not far inside where the bonfire was made. Uh, and I know we had just talked about it, but I think it's, it's sort of this... You have to understand, and I, I like to think, was the old, were they always... Like, he's, he calls it an attack. Mm-hmm. What was it? I like to talk about the intentions of the this perspective. Yeah. yeah. You know, because if, if, if they're... You know, as alive as we know that they are, right. then, you know, they have these feelings and emotions and sure. and stuff. And so, you know. Maybe they didn't want the area of Buckland being cultivated. Well, also, Maybe they saw that as... Go right. ahead. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, because the hedge kind of cuts them off from, sure. fr- from their water source fo- there, too. I wonder, if they True. Cut, I wonder if they cut that. Well, it says that they found that bit of land. That strip of land, sure. Right. Okay. But still... Maybe they were giving it a rest. Maybe they, maybe were, they were moving back and giving yeah, it a rest were, and coming back. I mean, you know, I don't know. But just you know, that's their next biggest water source, right? Besides the right. Wendell, so they do 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 wild things like like borders and fences. No, mm-hmm. not at all. Yeah. Um, so the the Battle of the Hedge, I would love to see that. That'd yeah. be awesome. And then even they talk about the area they're going into is called Bonfire Glade. Yeah, because that's where where all those trees were burned, and that the yes, that the um, and an interesting kind of allusion to what's to come too of of the fire. I mean, obviously, trees hate fire, but just how that memory is there. Yes. Later on with, uh, yeah, a certain, certain tree that we meet. Yep. So absolutely. Uh, pretty awesome. So we, we kind of get the, the groundwork laid there that it, it's a weird place we're going into. The trees are alive, and they don't exactly have a, a love of hobbits. Mm-hmm. So the kind of feeling we have is we want to get through this old forest as quickly as possible. And we're also, and Frodo brings it up later, we're starting to wonder, okay, we, we used the forest for cover before. I had this later on my cool connection. I'm going to bring it up now. That's fine. We used the forest before for protection, right, from the, from the, from the Black Riders. Now it's almost like, is it more dangerous to go into this old forest or should we just, or is it more dangerous than the, old, than the East Road? Mm-hmm. Or not? Like mm-hmm. we we did use the forest as protection, and now it's you get into this chapter, and it's almost like you need protection from the forest. Yeah, it's an interesting kind of flip on the head. You're so right. We're, we're going from from danger into danger. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. wild. Yeah. I know. It's awesome. I love this chapter, man. I know they I know. all get better. They do. Are you and playing the, footsie? Yeah, I am. Sorry, God, get out of the way. I kind of liked it. Um. So, anyways, you you kind of have some notes here that yeah. they. You can read. That's fine. Read my notes. Well, you know, no, I just whatever. wanted to kind of get, get us there to that point where Frodo is looking Gosh. for the path. He says, you better lead on and find that path. He yes. says, you know, don't let, um, um, don't let loose of one another or forget which way the hedge lies. Mm-hmm. So they kind of look back at one point and they kind of can see it's so dark in here and dense that at times they'll, they'll look up and check the sun. 
and yeah, they're point. always kind of like, oh, we're not going the right way anymore. Right. You know, and so they look back and you get this real kind of neat image of them seeing the the top or the um, the silhouette or the edge of, of whatever the, the, the hedge. Yes. And you also get some cool stuff where they're talking about the trees. They're straight, they're bent, they're, they're twisted, leaning, mm-hmm. uh, squat and slender, smooth and gnarled. So it's got that, you know, uh, sort of juxtaposition, you know, what have you. Yeah. Um, and you can't really get a beat on anything either. Yeah. It's, it's, it seems like, uh, you, you see it one way and then you see it the exact opposite. It's very, keeps you guessing, keeps you on your toes. Not very comforting. I, mm-hmm. I have here, I wrote on the side, it's like they, as they come in, and, and you, you made a point, they're, they're always checking when they, when they catch, a, catch a glimpse of the sky, they're checking where the sun is, they're, they're trying to keep their bearings, even though it's, you know, the path seems to be changing and all this stuff. They're just as paranoid as they were with the riders. Yeah. Just as paranoid. Right. Good point. That's um, a good point. Tr- trying, to, trying to make sure they're, they're staying straight as an arrow. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and let's talk about why the... <laughs> Right, that's an inside joke, guys. Uh, straight as an arrow. Anyways, um, obviously, obviously. So let's talk about why they're why they are paranoid like that. And I think it's because of their senses. Mm-hmm. All of the senses in this in this uh, forest are dampened. Should we? Do you want to talk about the the old forest a little bit? Yeah. You want to do that now? Yeah. Or do you think we should start a Lord of the Rings podcast? Gee, mini Christmas. Guys, I'll I mean, be honest I with you. really do. I really honestly think that we should someday. I think we should too. Guys, I never know when Lane's going to do this, just to be full disclosure. So, as this is just, this happens naturally. This I know is it does. unscripted. Organically, you bring it up organically. So, yes, dude, let's do it. Okay. Uh, the, the problem with starting a Lord of the Rings podcast is you have to get the name. It's all in the name, baby. It's a name game. You got to get the name you just me? right. It rhymes with Elmo's. Yeah, St. Elros. Fire podcast. Right. Why would you give me the one that's difficult Saint to pronounce? St. Elmo's Fire. It'd be a little 80. I've never seen that movie, but I know it's an 80s <laughs> film. Okay. Uh, maybe What in the Shire podcast? Yeah, and uh, Come Married Old podcast. Maybe Don't Forget the Sniffing podcast. Oh, Nicole Whitaker would Thank you. love that name. She would. She would. I bet she would, she'd probably listen then. Do you she think? Would. Oh, if we yeah. did that one, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about Elvin Elevensies? Is that too like hard off the tongue? I think it's straight fan Whoa, fiction. Hard off the tongue. They don't believe that kind okay, of stuff. Okay, I got to stop right, talking like Tobias getting, Funke. Yeah, we're getting close. Um, we're getting close, and we're going to get even closer to the old forest as we get back into Let's it. Get right into it. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. So, okay, so the old forest is, and I don't know if there's a right time to do this. I I feel I feel just as disoriented as the hobbits, honestly, because no, there's don't so you much sometimes? going on. I do because there's so much um, description and stuff here. Yes. I think we were kind of piecing this together and kind of like where we break this up. Yes, and not go too it's, far. Go ahead and go there it's, because it's um yeah it's it's disorienting. Like just disorientate. How do you say that word? I'm disoriented, you just like are. they would be. Uh, you know, the, even the air feels different. Yes, right. You know how you, you know how you go in the forest on maybe a humid day. Mm-hmm. And just the air you're breathing feels differently, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And even how some woods feel different than other woods. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Like a pine forest feels very different from mm-hmm. a bunch of um, deciduous trees. Well, it's the type of trees. And that's, that's why I yes. think I brought that part up that they're both squat and slender, smooth and gnarled. And they're very different. Right. Um, and, and to say it's an old forest is putting it like as simply as you possibly can. So, this forest, excuse me, 
is some of the few remains of the vast primordial forest which covered most of Eriador before the Second Age, okay, mm-hmm. being its northern edge. Okay. What became known as the Old Forest was what survived the deforestation of the Numenorians. So this is old, 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 original. This is like original growth. What is yeah. that called? Ancient, ancient, ancient growth. We have some very few left in, in the United States okay. of America yeah, yeah. that are, that are forests that were here like when Native Americans roamed right. and, and prior. Like yeah. old, old woods. And actually, it's funny, there, this side note, but a lot of yeah. weird stuff happens in those forests too. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in those forests that, and, that people tend to stay out of. Right. In case you didn't know, Lane is a squatcher. Okay. And there's also, there, <laughs> bro, there's also some lights that people see in I forests know. like that. Yeah, I know. So did you have more to say or can I jump back into the... I uh, want you to jump back in. Okay. We're already back in, just so you know. So. Oh. I thought we were on top of the bald spot where we could see a little bit. <laughs> no. no more fresh air? No, we're not there. We're not there. So, okay. Um... So anyway, so we're, we're basically, what I wanted to mention was the silence that, that comes back. And like, like you had mentioned yes. how old this forest was, which is great. Yes. But the, um, basically just the muffledness, you know, that we hear, um, you know, I said before they entered the old forest, we had mentioned, you know, you can hear sounds from afar. Now all the sounds are muffled and faint. Um, every now and then you can hear a drop of water Yeah, is interesting, right? So you can hear that again. just like a, a little you yeah. know, droplet or yep. something. So. Um, Which and would actually, be, wouldn't that be kind of annoying too? Yeah, and almost kind of uh, like tormenting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think of Chinese water torture, right? Which I don't even know if that's if that, is that a real thing or is that just like a cliche that we uh, yeah, perpetuate. No, yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah, I just think of like drop, drop or a leaky sink. It's almost like the force is trying to drive you mad, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, trying yeah. to make you crazy. Well, he, it does to it the does. point where, where, where Pippin finally lets out a shout. <laughs> Okay, it wasn't like that. <laughs> um, That's it, how I would. How would you yell? How would I? You, okay, I'm here we go. Yell. We're in the old forest. This is my yell. I'm not. I'm not joking. I, I want. I want our gut reaction. We're in the serious? old forest. We're stuck. Yeah. We're stuck. Yeah. Curse you, yawns. What, how would you yell? <laughs> oh, man. I don't Come know on, Ez. No, would, get, get into the scene, baby. Um, Come on. If I'm in there, I would probably just give like a... I, I kind of would be a lot like Pippin. Like, oi! Oi! <laughs> okay. You just know? sort of a calling to no one. Actually, you know what I would probably do? oi is like hey in British. I know. That's, hey! why, that's why I did it, because that's what he says. But right. do you know what I'd actually probably say? I'd 100%. probably say, hello? Is anyone there? <laughs> that's probably what I would do. Because I'm weird like that, and when it's like spooky and creepy, I would be like, I'd be like, shh, locks. I'd be like, do you guys hear that? Do you guys hear that? What, 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 what? So you'd freak people out more? I mean, I mean, try to lighten Gosh, the mood, dude. I guess. But hey, anyway, so, so, so Pippin does, you know, he's like, oi, oi, um, I'm not going to do anything. Just let me pass. He's talking to Will the you? trees. Yeah. 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 And it, a branch then um, crashes down, I think, right behind them after he, after he does that, yeah. after he yells out. So, you yeah. know, and Mary is like, you know, I wouldn't do that, Bo. Right. You know. Don't talk about that. There's, or don't talk to him. Yeah. So, These trees do shift. But the path to it. So they're talking about the, the bonfire glade, too. They, they still haven't really found this. Have they found the path yet? I'm all disoriented. No, they. Okay. Um, he says the trees do shift. There, there is the bonfire glade in front of us, or I hope so. But the path to it seems to have moved away. Yeah. That's it, a problem. Yeah, it it is. They actually, 
the way and the direction, you have to kind of remember the directions, the way in which they wanted to go right. has, they, they don't see a path, or Mary doesn't remember necessarily, like, uh, I think he remembers where a path should be. I know, it's kind of, it it's disorienting. But uh, they see across the glade, they, they, move, they move through it, and they eventually find, like, an opening. And how much pressure do you think, I mean, obviously it's all on Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it That's is. That's a lot of yeah. pressure. That's a lot of pressure to come through and find this path. And Frodo, at one point, doesn't even just... Doesn't he say, you, like, you better be finding this path? Did you say that already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had said that He's kind of like, dude, dude, get us there, man. Come on. This, was, this, is, your, this is your hood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get us there. So um, yeah. let's, let's read on a little bit here. Yes. Um, let's see. The light grew clear as they went forward. So they're in this... Um, We're into the... Yeah. They're in the grove, right? Yeah. And... So they're heading through there. They kind of talk about how the forest roof had opened up in a sense, right? And they yeah. can see the blue clear Rising sky morning, for a little bit. Of the mist. Yeah. Which is good. Uh, it's good. That's a good thing. And then, um, let's see, they get across that. And I believe they, they come into like this, calls it like a solid like wall. You know, kind mm-hmm. of like this wall of trees, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and... Gosh, let's see. They're looking. I'm trying to find the spot where they actually find they can break through. Yeah. So they and they see this. Yeah. They right. They see this little opening, and it seems uh, they say, you know, a dreary place, but it seemed charming and cheerful. A cheerful, a charming and cheerful garden after the close forest. They felt encouraged and looked up hopefully at the broadening daylight in the sky at the far side of the glade. There, there was a break in the wall of trees and a clear path beyond it. Right. Probably a. a a, a sigh of relief, I would think, seeing that opening. Right? right exactly. And so that, that's, that's what she said. You, you get, that's <laughs> what she said. Thanks for, you know. Um, but you, you get this, um, we get a couple moments like this where they get enthusiastic, we're happy, we're, yeah. we're feeling better. It's normally when the sun comes out and they can see things, which is great, right? So up and down, I know. Again. Yeah, up and down. And Keeping us titulated. So as we go across the way, we see the opening, right? And yes. they go through there and... Immediately, actually, it's not, it's not too far after this, the air begins to get hot and stuffy. The trees mm-hmm. grow close again. Um, they can't really see far ahead. Mm-hmm. There's this silence. Again, it mm-hmm. falls over um, even their, their ponies' hooves and the rustling of the dead leaves. Dude, and I keep forgetting they have ponies with them. I know. Yeah. They saddled them up at the beginning. Yeah. And they, and they talk about, too, I mean, I don't know why I keep for, I guess I'm just so focused on They become a big deal them. They do. Yeah, because the path becomes so much more treacherous that... Yeah, mm-hmm. impassable for them. Yes. Yeah, so um, anyways, things are back to being kind of dreary. And as, as Frodo does, he decides to, it's, it's time for a song, boys. Yeah. You know, and he decides sing. to sing a little song. So you want to give this a go? Oh, wanderers in the shadowed land, despair not, for though dark they stand. <laughs> Although, oh shoot, all woods there be must end at last, and see the open sun go past, the setting sun, the rising sun, the day's end or day begun, for east or west. All woods must fail. I don't really think that was the tune that he was singing in the it woods. It might have been. But it might have been. It might have been. A little hey, dirty, wasn't it? It might have been. It might have been a tune. 
But, you know, the point is, so right after that uh, fail. fail. Epic fail. Right. Fades into silence. Um, that didn't seem to really uh, work. And Mary says, uh, they don't like all that about ending and failing. Um, <laughs> I love how Mary, too. He's the tree whisperer, right? Yeah, yeah. He's interpreting. And obviously, it's like, oh, no no shit, Mary. Right, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's he's kind of the voice for the trees, I get. Maybe it's because he's, he's grown up for the longest, closest to them, mm-hmm. right? But uh, I'm sorry, just a little interesting how he, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's, yeah, he, he's right. He's like, I don't think we should sing anymore. Let's wait till we get to the edge here, yeah. boys. We'll yeah. give him a good rousing chorus when That's we right. get there. That's so, right. Um, so anyways, um, but the paths continue... <sighs> Uh, to move, they're still having some trouble um, with I, all this. I've got a little something underlined here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he spoke uh, when Mary said that he spoke cheerfully, uh, and if he felt any great anxiety, he did not show it. So he's still trying to keep this face of rest easy, lads. I know where we're going. This is my hood. You know, right, this yeah. force is no big deal. Fatty stories were. You know, something fatty would fear. Not us. Don't worry. Mm-hmm, yeah. Take you know, be of good cheer and all this stuff. Um, uh, lost my spot. Uh, he did not show it. Uh, the others did not answer. They were depressed. Yeah, they were. That, that's that's the sentence. They were depressed. Yes. So they're feeling like right off the bat, man. I mean, just the, and also just thinking about where they were. And Frodo talks about this later. Uh, it might be when we get to Old Man Willow, but he's like, why couldn't we have just stayed in Crick Hollow? Right. He starts yep. to rue this path. He's like, damn it. Like, I wish we were back at Creek Hollow mm-hmm. with a beer in the throat and a hot bath. Uh, they, they're feeling very depressed. A heavy weight uh, was settling steadily on Frodo's heart, and he regretted now with every step forward uh, that he had ever thought of challenging the menace of the trees. Mm-hmm. He's regretting this path. Right, he is. So. But, you know, just in time, there's this, again, a new re- renewed energy yes. when they see the uh, green hilltop. Yes. You know, so that's right now um, they, they and, come across that. And it's fitting that it's a hilltop, right? Yeah. They love hills. They do. And this is, yeah, this is going to be something that, um, yeah. Well, and this is they, they, uh, the path seem to be, be making directly, you know, for directly it. for it. Sure. So, so that's what we want. So um, here's my other question, Ez. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I like talking about this stuff. No idea. Is that... Are there almost like two powers kind of like wrestling wrestling over this very path? Yeah. You know, is it led somewhere dark for a while and then it's led, you know what I mean? Like, like darkness takes over, but then light fights back Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. darkness takes over again and light fight. I mean, it's, it's interesting how it goes through because it could just be nasty the whole way and they could get sucked up and, and destroyed. This forest could totally consume them. Yeah. But there are moments where the path takes a, like we just saw where it opened up a little bit and they were they felt cheerful. Right. Then it's dark again. Then they go up and it, they see it leading up this hill and it, it's almost like some sort of, uh, you know, rescue. And I, it later compares it to an island, yeah. doesn't it? It does. And I actually think where you really see that is when we get past the green hill. I think mm-hmm. one, I think their path really. That's when you see those forces at work, don't you? I mean, like yeah, yeah a little bit here too. We're, we're it just maybe, keeps building and maybe building water here, and then yeah. it focuses down in because yeah. you know they get to a point where it's literally we are trying everything we can to go this direction to get up to the east road, but we can't. And so, what is at work? Is dude, it dude, and, and okay? You know, and, and so it's very interesting too because it's a literal path, right? And we're so used to literal paths being unchanging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you go on a bike trail. 
That's not going to change. Right. Footpaths in a forest, they're the same every single year. We clear them out. They're always the same. You go hiking, the trail doesn't change. There's maps for these. But, but, but uh, you know, paths and trails in our life are very fluid. They're not always the same. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. the, the, the path that your life took this year will be vastly great different greater greatly different from the one that you take this year Mm -hmm. and it's almost like this kind of um this uh physical representation of of something that is not physical whatsoever yeah absolutely interesting right right yep i'm with you it's alive i mean obviously so that and then it makes sense that it would change like that and if it's being influenced by greater powers man dude i know the dude was just a genius i know it was i know I know. Um, so let's let's get on top of this. Did you do your scream again, real quick? No, I'm not doing that again ever. Did you um, say get on top of this? Yeah, let's get on top oh, of the this, hill, the green hill. Oh. And I'm gonna read a little bit from this. Um, so, what book are you reading from? Um, Lord of the Rings, uh, the Old Forest. Okay. They stood um, and gazed about them. The air was gleaming um, and sunlight, but hazy, and they could not see to any great distance. Near at hand, the mist was now almost gone. Though here and there it lay in the hollows of the woods, and to the south of them, out of the deep fold cutting right across the forest, uh, the fog still rose like steam or wisp of white smoke. Now, this is an interesting part here where Mary says that, pointing with his hand, Mm -hmm. uh, I think he's pointing down towards the south, um, that is the line of the Withy Windle. It comes down out of the downs and flows southwest through the mist of the forest to join the Brandywine. Um, We don't want to go that way. The Withywindle Valley is said to be the queerest part of the whole forest, or the whole wood. Um, so I think that's interesting. That's where they're trying to avoid, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Straight up. We're not going that way, right. boys. Right. And I'll just tell you, that's exactly where it, the forest is going to push them. Right. You know, um, to the queerest part, which makes sense. Why, makes sense. Why would we not want right. to go explore that? As a, as, as a reader, I'm like, oh, that's okay. We want that. We yeah. want to know we where we're going there. <laughs> totally. So, so anyways, though, so they, they head on down and I just had a little bit here, um, that the Withy Windle is actually just a minor, you know, tributary of the, um, Brandywine river. Mm-hmm. So we had crossed that earlier. Um, and it kind of flows through the old forest on the borders of the Shire. Um, so it begins. And as, as we just read here in the Barrow Downs, um, do you and, think it's also, sorry, yeah. as a side note, do you think it's also significant that it, that it's, um, a mouth is where a river starts, right? The mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it that it that it f- comes from the Barrow Downs, which is a pretty so, creepy place. Yeah, is that is that? I mean, is that like um, that seems like important to me that that the, the place it or- originates and comes from mm-hmm. is a pretty creepy place too. Yeah, and I think that's well, its yeah, source. Okay. I get you. Sorry, yeah. I, I had to mix yeah. it up when you said. Oh, so, sorry. No, bar, when it comes from the downs, yes, that that is creepy. Yeah, but then that it flows. I think the mouth is actually where it gets where it goes into the. But okay. either way, whatever. Yeah, I, I was just confused when you said into the into the uh, so it's, brandy it, wine. But its, but it's, or, origins, it's origins yes. are from a pretty creepy place. And I was kind of confused by that too because I was imagined when I was reading this that the that they were that the river was flowing the opposite way or mm, the, mm. The, that, that it was. Because now when I see this, I'm kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, it's actually going opposite in my mind. It's going south, mm-hmm. isn't it? I mean, isn't it that? Yeah, it's 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 flowing south yeah, from down. the downs through mm-hmm. right. It's yeah. almost it, it where it comes into the brandy wine is south of. Um, you know, Buckham, yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I could be wrong about that, but it's 
I'd, I'd, have to look, I'd have to look at the map again. We have, yeah, you know, um, we're disoriented here. We really we're are. We're the old forest. Right. I just think, I think it's interesting that it, it starts in a, like later, later we, we hear about the Barrow Downs. You, you want to stay away from there. Absolutely. It, you, you think the old forest is creepy and you know, we're going to get there eventually. There's a whole chapter on it, but the Barrow Downs are creepy too. So I wonder if like some of that queerness in the old forest obviously it's due to the, the trees and the ancient nature of the place but if, if it also isn't influenced by ohio ready for some quick mental health facts let's go nearly two million ohioans live with a mental health condition in the u.s more than 50 percent of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide so why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Coming from a place that is filled with like barrel whites and death and tombs, you know what I mean? Like that's, and rivers flow, right? So they bring things with them. So it's, I don't know, it's just, it's interesting that that's, it could have started in a nice place. It could have started, you know, further up north and avoided the the, the downs, but it, it originates there. It comes from there. That's some mm-hmm. wicked water, bro. Right, actually, yeah. So, um, so they um, that's, that's cool information. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So, so we're, we're going to try to avoid that. But while while we're on this hill, let's yes. sit down and let's have a uh, a midday, you know, meal. So right, we got, we're hobbits. We got to eat. Right, we got to eat. So it's a this, habit. this is a good little moment here. Yep, they can't see far, which we which you mentioned, right? Um, which is also kind of unsettling, right? It feeds into our disorientation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, anyways, so we're talking. Uh, we can kind of skim over that. Like, I think they just decide then to. They talk more about the Barrow Downs reputation, sinister um, reputation. That's right. Right. Right there. Uh, in Hobbit legend, just and, as sinister as the forest itself. So right. there you go. That's where it's mentioned. That's where yeah, it's at. Yeah. yeah, initially. All right. So then they finally decide that it's time to go on. Mm-hmm. You know, we've sat there long enough. We have to face the force again, and that's it's uh, that's something in itself. You know, we just had, you're right. full, right? And it's right. like, oh boy, we got to go back down into this mess. You know, yeah. Um, what are you gonna do? You also know? fitting that they they compared it to to like an island, right? Yeah. An island is surrounded by water. Again, yeah. this idea of water. Obviously, it's a forest. So it's not literal water. No, but that's a good point, though. Yeah, but they're they're they find rest. They're almost like they're out. They, I mean, they might as well be out at sea. It's so weird and disorient. You know, they're so out of sorts that it makes sense that they would find respite on a an, an island and then think, yeah, well, we're not home yet. We got to plunge back into the sea here, the sea of trees. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Okay. Don't forget the sniffing. Don't forget that. <laughs> so. Let's see. How do they get off this hilltop? They kind of start to make their way. Um, they just plunge down in, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. And it's. I'll read a little something here where it says that they. Um, each time they climbed down, they found the hollow filled with thick, you know, bushes, matted undergrowth, uh, which somehow would not yield to the left. Mm-hmm. And if you imagine the way they're headed down, I think they were headed almost like straight east, and left would be north. Am I wrong about that or right? Because they wanted to keep going, you know, yeah. left and mm-hmm. north, mm-hmm. right? Right. And they keep they keep getting pushed right and south. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, but it only gave way when they turned right. Um, they had some distance. They had to go some distance along the bottom before they could find a way up the further bank. Each time they clattered out of the bank, um, the trees seemed deeper and darker, and always to the left and upward. Um, it was om- it was most difficult to find a way. Right. So that left and upward again, that where they want to go, it's just that's the thickest. It's going against the grain. They just they yeah. can't, 
get to the where to where they want to go. And I almost right. wonder if it's because of where they came off of the hilltop. You know, if there was another path that they could have got into, that almost instead of going um, east like they did mm-hmm. off of the hilltop, if they would have went just directly north, almost like up through the forest and then over. Well, and it and it talks about when they, you know, uh, right when they head off the hilltop, soon it began to descend rapidly, and they guessed that it must actually be heading towards the Withywindle Valley, right. not at all the direction they wish to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're right. Like it's almost like from their first steps, they kind of they almost kind of miscalculated a little bit. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, Is that right? Like what you're saying? Sure. Yeah. Because you, I don't know. Like I think they just thought, oh, here's a little good spot to go down. Because sure. it talks about one side of that hilltop being really steep. Yes, that's right. And so I think they tried to avoid that. But I thought that was the south. But I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, anyways, dude, it's it's the air in here, man. I know it's great, it's stuffy. <laughs> I think I do like the um, how he describes too that it, um, you know. Um, Oh gosh! They got a glimpse of the sun in an open glade. Um, they seemed unaccountably to have veered eastwards. Mm-hmm. So they, they don't. It's, it doesn't even make any sense. No, like it doesn't make any sense why they're being pushed this way. They just are. But they they don't have the sun to check each time. Like that's they, true. They can't. They go they go in and out of it. You right. Know? And so yeah, that's true. It's difficult. Man, that would um, be maddening, wouldn't it? And then, then, it, then you'd also be looking up at the sun and being like, wait, what direction are we facing? Wait, wait, what time of day is it? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if you're just got, if you're going by stars, I get that. I mean, I get how you can navigate by the stars. Sun sometimes it's it's always moving. It's kind of harder, mm-hmm. and you don't know exactly what time it is. I mean, they're not pulling out their pocket watches. You know, they left those behind on the mantelpiece. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and I think you know we can, we can kind of skim through some of that this this piece where they're going. I, mean, I want to get out of here. Can we I go? Do too. Can we get out of here? I do too. Yeah. Oh. I mean, because here's the line that will sum up what we're in right now. In the midst of it, um, there wound a lazy dark river, brown water bordered with ancient willows, arched over with the willows, um, w- arched over with willows, mm. blocked with fallen willows, and flecked with thousands of faded willow leaves. I'm sorry. I just wanted to mention. What kind of tree is it? Again? I think um, they're willows. Okay. I think that's what I was envisioning oaks. Yeah. I, for some reason. Yeah, I know. It, but it says willows yeah, five, okay. five times. So, anyways. That's not so so, so that's now. I mean, imagine those trees. Think about those, the willow tree, though, for a second, mm-hmm. though. That's just not any. I don't want to imagine seeing a willow tree. I get down by where this this um, the water is starting to get into some boggy territory, mm-hmm. and you know, even springs coming out of just like springs of small springs where you just imagine it's saturated with water yeah. and it's kind of flowing down into the withy window, right? And then you, when you get down to it, there are all these you know, willow trees. And uh, also I looked up, I don't know, did you look this up or did I look this up? The, the origins of the Withy Window and like its name or whatever, it's kind no. of, it, it kind of, I think, you know, because uh, Tolkien was this wordsmith, right? I oh, think yeah. some the, of it has to do... And with do, him, the name came first, then yeah, the place. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah. He was so ward-centered. I think it has to, it does, it, it references um, willows. Like it actually has a That's direct so correlation to it. Be, and it kind of, a, you imagine it meandering and just the Yo, way it that it sounds, it's, even the word, with the window. It's right. like kind of, yeah. Yeah. In and out and winding. Doesn't, it doesn't sound like it'd be very big. I think withy, that sounds like withering, right? Sort of mm-hmm. as yeah. a root. So I imagine like a little, not a, not a big, huge roaring river, obviously. No. It's something smaller that winds and is, it, dude, in a lot of ways, it mirrors the forest. Uh-huh. Right, it's all this creepy, like reaching and and withering and and slithering right. stuff. Right, almost like I mean, it's it's not strong enough to really cut, you know, uh-huh. into things and really uh-huh. make its own path. But it's kind of 
letting the force, like you said, kind of guide and sh- here's here's the path of least resistance. And right. So it looks kind of strange. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. One of the stories I wanted to tell here was the creek that goes behind my house. Oh, here we go. Uh, Put it, the books down. I'm serious. It's let's hear it, baby. I just when I was reading this, I would think about it was called Dry Creek, and it was so you imagine it's not like. Um, I mean, it, it can be dry at times. Right. Right? Okay, that's why it's called Dry Creek. Right. But when it rains and stuff like that, it fills up, and you can kind of see this old, you know, uh, creek that runs into the uh, Kokosing, actually. So, wow, um, dude. Yeah, you, you've probably seen it. For, you probably know where I'm talking about, right? Just right back in Bangs there. Um, I think it was dry every time I was there. Yeah, <laughs> you never no, saw it. No, no, I know what you're talking Yes, I do. You know what I'm does about? it yeah. kind of wind behind the church a little bit? Yeah, it does. Yes, yes. I do know. Yeah, and it's, I do know. It's kind of a spook. I mean, it's really... Mm, that's a creepy area. It's untouched. Some of the untouched land that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's like not a lot of people are back in there. And so no. it's really difficult. I remember when we had to cut a path, you know, to make some stone, put some stones in, my sister and I did, mm-hmm. to get down to this creek. And so I, I'm thinking, you know, if you when you think of the, um, the this this stream, most of us have a stream like that in our lives that mm-hmm. we've, you know... Kind of, uh, we, we, we can see it. You know what I mean? Or, I, mean, I don't know, did you ever wade in the creek and, you know, yeah, play I mean, in the creek? I mean, the Kokosing. We'd go down the Kokosing and, and swim around. It, no. wasn't as, it wasn't as big. I didn't have a real, well, the Kokosing was over by my house on the west side of Mount Vernon. Yeah. Uh, so it's not really a creek, but uh, there, there are times where the Kokosing was pretty, uh, pretty shallow, pretty dry. Yeah. Right? I mean, it was yeah. very, it wasn't a big, impressive river at, at, at spots. So there's a place close to us called Clear Creek. Yeah, uh, which is a metro park and everything, and it's yeah, it's it's a little tiny winding, surrounded by ancient forest, man. Well, I, think I mean, the reason I like this so yeah. much is because I think it's something I can I can really you can see. relate to it. Yeah, and yeah. I can I can see the trees that are like arching out over top of the creek. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and almost like as the ri- as the river moves through, it's eating into that bank, and they will eventually fall over, and yeah. this whole you know. Thing. So, and also yeah. we have willow trees. We that. had a willow tree right there yeah. mm-hmm. for the longest time. A couple of them near the haunted mansion, the oh, um, gosh, Knox dude. County poorhouse, poorhouse. Check out on appendices for that. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's a whole there, other baby. thing. But there are a lot of willow trees around the area. So yeah. that, that's just my own personal connection to it. And I like to make personal connections some sometimes oh, just to kind of you know put myself there in the spot. You got but, to. I mean, but, if, yeah, and that's that's what he does so well too. Is he takes us to places or reminds us of places we've been before. And mm-hmm. then we're transported right there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Also, too, like how uh, lethargic are willow trees? Right. They're easily like the, the sleepiest trees, which Good point. mirrors perfectly what's, what's going on. Like they're, they can't even stand up straight. They can't even, they're not even erect. They're all drooped over. Again, wow, why did I say erect? Stiff, <laughs> straight. They're, they're, all, they're all drooped over. They look very sleepy and tired and drowsy. People don't... Isn't it a thing to take a nap under a willow tree? Yeah. Because it's such a calming, uh, you know, like nappy sort of area. Yeah, and that's why we're there. We're there. That's a right. willow tree, a plea, and old Tom, Tom B. B. And, and so Are that's... Are we there already? We're there, yes. Dude, I... Okay. It's getting... That's... What? What happened? It's starting to creep me out a little bit. What? Each one of these chapters is becoming more and more real for us. All yeah. right. I literally didn't know where we were. I know, man. And this is I feel I like I'm in the old forest. Well, I, know, I feel like I'm cutting through words. Where the where was that part I remember? Where yeah. what's the reference? As, it, as. Do, it doesn't stick out as clear though. There's no. not real defining you know, verbiage no. to kind of pull from. So it'd be to be honest with you guys, when you're when we're when you're doing yes. this and you're trying to analyze it line by line, it did get a little difficult 
and, and just keep because in mind too, we're exhausted, right? Yeah, right. So if, if you're right now, you're listening, you're going, "Oh, dude, this part, come on, you missed out this line." We're we're on please. the influence of the willows, guys. <laughs> yeah. Point it out. Okay. We'll do it in the recap. <laughs> yeah, please. But we are we're on this journey, and we hopefully you felt a little bit like that too, because that's that's pretty cool. I think to get to get lost in the you know lost in the story. Yeah, absolutely. And, Sorry. I mean, and and you know this is that's good because that's this disorientation, mm-hmm. you know, the senses being dampened and, and mm-hmm. things like that. And now you're right. Uh, the sleepy tree has lulled our hobbits into, you know, um, mm-hmm. almost like an instant spell slash mm-hmm. sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're there. So let's, let's talk about uh, old man Willow and what's going on here. Let's do it. So he was also, uh, okay, let me check real quick. So we've had some, we've had some um, people wanting a little more of the history. Yeah, which is a great point to to kind of give a little more context for for what's going on. I'm going to be honest; that is not a strong point of mine because I get so sucked into just like these stories that I have to. I, I haven't always like gone looking for extra stuff, and so but that that those comments have kind of like challenged me a little bit to all right, let's let's go let's go and and provide some of this context for sure. for the old force like we did. Yeah, uh, and obviously we didn't go full in depth. You can go. You can go explore you that can on your speculate. own. Speculate. You there's, could do all sorts. Right. Of there's stuff. tons of stuff there to get into, but you just need to know it's primordial. Uh, all of this area used to be like the old forests. So there was some deforestation even in Middle Earth, right? Mm-hmm. And Tolkien, I'm sure, put that in there because he was a huge environmentalist. You know, had had tree friends that he would go hang out with. Like he had favorite trees that he would go sit and talk to. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this is obviously played out and really evident in this chapter. Um, but anyway, uh, so I wanted to go in, and so I'm using, um, as is awesome about using other literature sources, he goes in and he's reading The Lost Tales. I mean, he's getting into Silmarillion, and I can't, the, the, man's, the man's a wizard. Okay? I got, I got I'm just no, I got a long ways to go on no, that, but I do. I do a but, wizard is humble, all right? Okay. And uh, so anyway, but, but he, even that has, has kind of pushed me a little bit, so, but I'm on Tolkien Gateway, because mm-hmm. for me, it's a, it's a quick, easy way to look up stuff that's... Obviously, uh, it references and kind of um, summarizes uh, histories, and, and it's like a wiki page, pretty much. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's a great resource. It's awesome. So if, if you're if you're if you're more like me, go check out Tolkien Gateway. It's a great place to get quick, informative background stuff. So, mm-hmm. old man, uh, old man Willow is, I believe, as mm-hmm. um, is that where we are right now. Yeah, we're yeah, we're about, yeah, we are. Yes, yeah. he's a he's a Hjorn, okay. Yeah. Possibly, he's a, a tree like which are which are like Ents, pretty much. Mm-hmm. They're trees that can move, that talk, that are ancient, that have this this power. Mm-hmm. Uh, the great uh, Willow was evil hearted, and uh, from it, much of the forest hatred of walking things came. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. kind of the ringleader. Yeah. yeah, he's sort of the the he's the old man Willow. He's sort of the king of of the old forest. Yeah. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. um, which is kind of interesting because, um, well, we, we we real quick we glanced over yeah. the whispering earlier, but like he he can mm-hmm. whisper to all the forest, you know what I mean, and spread his sort of like yeah, you know, and I think that's something that old you know Tom B is going to have to handle here. In a little Absolutely, bit. and I think it's kind of interesting because he's sort of um, and it's interesting though, like when 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 you read about the old forest, it's interesting to note that the that it's uh, mostly queer and strange place. Mm-hmm. And when we use the word evil, it's not in the same context that we use the evil to the to the south mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. east. So so it's not Mordor evil. It's not pure 
evil yeah, that way. Yeah. It's not influenced that way. It's this older sort of just strangeness that um, maybe doesn't play by the rules all the time. Maybe, you know, because it's older than the rules uh, that frustrates people in Middle Earth. But it's not like a, it's not like Sauron or anything. No. So when we say evil like that, it's not, that's not what it is. It's just kind of a... It's just as malintent. It's sure. just, you know, it's not real. And really, I guess, doesn't it kind of depend on perspective? It does. A little bit. So, right. I mean, it's evil for hobbits. It's evil for mankind, maybe. Um, but, you know, if you're, if you're a hjorn or a tree, mm-hmm. you're looking at old man Willow as your, as your, as your, your, your taker, your Gandalf, right? I mean, he's care, caretaker. He's, he's speaking for the trees. He's, and, and, well, and they view the hobbits, I mean, after that burning, you know, sure. the bonfire, maybe his memory is long and old and things like that. So he's still, that's still the enemy. I mean, if I was a tree, quote, I, right. If I was a tree, I wouldn't trust people either. If I can just be real honest. Yeah. Um, so, so anyway, he's, uh, uh, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but there, there is one who has power over him Come on, and who checks his evil, uh, you know, quote unquote, as much as he could or is, or is willing to. So anyway, you can you can go check out more. Go check out the Tolkien Gateway about Old Man Willow. There's mm-hmm. there's lots lots to to read there. Uh, very cool. And actually, the, the illustration shown here is amazing. Yeah, he's huge. Like like uh, <laughs> obviously he's very very old. But I mean, you don't really get to see Willow's kind of like they don't they don't really they're so t- temperamental, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, especially around here, they have to have just the right conditions. Yeah. That you don't really see them get real big and old. Right. So yeah. it's kind of cool to imagine a, a willow that's been around for thousands and thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Right. Pretty massive. Ages and ages. So. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, there's a little bit about, yeah, old man willow. No, I think it's great. And, and to lead right, it leads right into basically this spell that he yeah. puts on these hobbits. I mean, yeah. that's, let's call it what it is. Yeah. You know, it's, he puts a spell on them. Okay. Yeah. So the sleepiness seemed to be creeping out of the ground and up their legs and falling softly out of the air upon their heads and eyes. I mean, guys, these, Gosh, these, these hobbits literally almost go to sleep instantly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they walk into this and, and they're, they're like trying to fight it. Frodo's like, of... you know, no, it's not a good idea. Let's keep going. Right, right. And then he just nods off. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Mary says, you know, can't go another step without rest, must have a nap. It's cool under the willows, less flies. And there were a lot of flies and it was hot. Yeah. And they want to get in that shade and, and you know... Um, yeah, rest a bit. You know, this you know, overwhelming sleepiness has has, uh, has, got, has come upon them. Um, Frodo did not like the sound of this. Come on, he cried. We can't have a nap yet. We must get clear of the forest first. But the others were too far gone. Um, beside them, Sam stood yawning and blinking stupidly. <laughs> I love that, dude. And I love that, Mary, because I have this underline. It's so funny. He doesn't even, it's not even a, a proper sentence. He says, must have nap. Yeah. No. He's so tired. He's like, must have nap. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, here you go. This is just the, the connection to this. I, I and you're going to know I'm talking cause you're a driver yeah. too. Long road trip. Yes. 10 plus hours. Probably go down to star Wars celebration. Yes. For you. Yeah. I, I, this is, that's the only comparison I have to that where if you fall asleep, it's going to be bad news. It's dangerous, Absolutely. but you almost can't fight it. Yeah. Right. So you got an energy drink in you. Mm-hmm. You're smacking yourself in the face, and you still find yourself, dude. Whoa, where was that last mile of road? Right. Yeah. What, what happened to that? Right. Yep. It's that kind of tired. That's the that, state like, that they're in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it is stupefying, and that's that. Yeah. It's like you do stand yawning and blinking stupidly, mm-hmm. like yep. a, like a. I mean, almost like a like a baby. 
You're, yeah, like a, you're yeah. incapacitated. Right. Yeah. And, and and so Mary and Pippin crawl up to this willow tree. <laughs> <laughs> they just lay down. They just lean up against it, and they just take a nap. Hey, thanks for leading us, Mary. Nice job. Right. See ya, Mary. <laughs> um, and whose shoulders does it fall on again, as? I know. I was going to talk about that. Man. Okay, I'm sorry. It, no, it's a big deal. It's, it's, it's interesting. I'll let you build right? up. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, t- just to get there. So, you know, there's also this... Um, Frodo just wants to put his feet in the water. He's tired. Even Frodo, man. Just wants to put his feet in the water. Right. right? There's that, again, the water has this pull. It's like they're hot. It's right. whatnot. Maybe so, get a drink. And also the water, that's something that's, that's dangerous they want to stay away from. It's also something he's longing for for refreshment. Mm-hmm. I, just need a, I just need a drink of water. Right. I just need some cool refreshment. Right. Well, and, you, and, and the whole time you've been trying to stay away from water. It's, gosh, man, he's just brilliant. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so he's in kind of this half a, a dream state. He <laughs> he um, he wandered forward to the riverside um, where the great winding roots uh, grew out into the stream like gnarled uh, dragonets straining down um, to drink. He straddled one of these and he and he kind of paddled his hot <laughs> feet in the cool brown water. And uh, there he too suddenly fell asleep. With the with his back against the tree, mm-hmm. um, I think Sam actually uh, moves on a little bit, doesn't he? He d- doesn't he go up yeah. the path a little bit or something? Yeah, um, um, he sat down and scratched his head and yawned, yawned like a cavern. He was worried. Man, dude, Sam is just. The afternoon was getting late, and he thought the sudden sleepiness uncanny, right? Yeah. Unnatural, right? There's nothing for it, Mister Frodo. On guard, you know. And we've talked. We talked about that last chapter constantly. This is his. This is his job. This is his. This is his. When what, what alerted him? He heard what? Two noises. So he heard, right? Again, yes. He hears things and he sees things. His senses are. I mean, he's heightened. A, he's a superhero hobbit. Yes, uh, he is. He I was made for him. one thing, and that's to to see this quest to an end and take right. care of his master. There's more behind this than the sun and warm air, and he even guesses that it's magical. Absolutely. I don't like this big, this great big tree. I don't trust it. Hark at it singing about sleep now. This won't do at all. Mm-hmm. Yes, here you go. He pulled himself to his feet, staggered off to see what had become of the ponies. So the ponies are gone even. Mm-hmm. And he's out. He's, Sam's cleaning up the mess again. He found that two had wandered on a good way along the path and that he had just caught them and brought them back towards the others when he heard two noises, one loud and the other soft but very clear. One was the splash of something heavy falling into the water. <laughs> the other was a noise like the snick of a lock when a door quietly Closes fast. Yeah. Man, and the descriptions, cool. too. You can just hear this stuff. Let me keep reading? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I can. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. I, if you don't like my voice, says, just tell me. I'll tell you in a second. Yeah, pretty in the next sentence, probably. He rushed back to the bank. Frodo was in the water close to the edge, and a great tree root seemed to be over him and holding him down. <laughs> but he was not struggling. <laughs> Sam gripped him by the jacket and dragged him from under the root, and then with difficulty hauled him to the bank. Almost at once, he woke and coughed and sputtered. Yeah. Do you know, Sam? He said said at length, the beastly tree threw me in. I fell in, or I felt it. The big root was just twisted around and tipped me in. You were dreaming, I expect, Mr. Frodo. You shouldn't shouldn't sit in such a place if you feel sleepy. How often is Sam just the rational one, right? I know. Like, he's so, it's so interesting. Before we see him, like... So quick to entertain like these these crazy ideas, and here Frodo is still under the spell, and he's like, "Hey, Mister Frodo, it's kind of where you were sitting. 
Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Fred's like, be careful. Fred's like, well, well, I wonder what the others are, 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 are dreaming about, too. Yeah. Boys, this ain't no dream. Ain't no dream. <laughs> this ain't no dream. It ain't no dream. So, so you, if you find out here in just a moment that, that Mary and you, they hear noises inside of the willow. Dude, how freaked out would you be? Oh my gosh! This dude. is like this is like tripping on mushrooms. I wonder if Frodo too, in the back of his mind, unwritten thoughts. He's going, shouldn't have had maggots, mushrooms. Yeah, shouldn't have had the mushrooms. Gosh, we should no, put, we should we should uh, plan out like a prank on somebody. Take him to the woods. His Vitor just sticking out from this tree. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know who we call for Help. that? Tammy. <laughs> yeah, Tammy, get us some prosthetic feet. Exactly. Could you whip those out for us, please? She'd love that. That'd be great. Okay. So, anyways, so that they decide to kind of get these guys out, and actually, it is help yelling. It is is calling and crying out for help yeah. that gets them, you know, right. the help that they need. Right as, and which I think is a, it's just, it's just. Are we there? Are we there? Well, already? We're not quite there because okay. they, they try themselves to free their friends. So yes. Pippin, Pippin and Mary are sucked into the willow. Um, they lean back in. He opens yep, up a, that's a right. you know, yes, sir. and he sucks them in. He lets them in there, and it won't. Pippin's all the way in there. <laughs> Mary's feet are hanging Pippi's out. Pippin's gone. Yeah. Pippin's gone. Yeah, man. He's, he's been sucked in. And so you can hear them kind of yelling, right? And, right. And Sam decides, all right, look, boys, it's here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get we're gonna get some some um he's gonna make a fire. First they try kicking it. Do they really? They yeah. do. Uh mm-hmm. and Frodo has this line. I wish we were all back at Crick Hollow. He's like, just screw this, man. Mm-hmm. Nothing for it. I want to be back at Crick Hollow. He kicked the tree with all his strength, uh, heedless of his own feet. A hardly perceptible shiver ran through the stem and up into the branches. The leaves rustled and whispered, but with a sound now of faint and far-off laughter. So this this willow is just going, you right. think you can kick me and make an effect? Almost, it makes me think, heedless of his own feet. That means he's he's kicking so hard, it's probably hurting, Yes, but it doesn't even matter. Like he's, you know, adrenaline's taken over. I got to save my friends. I'm going to kick the crap out of this tree. Right. And the willow's laughing at them. Right, he's laughing. Yes. Yeah. And then you're right. They they take it to the next step, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. They're going they're gonna go with the old the old flame, the old fire. Yep. And and, and as soon as they, they start to kind of light this fire um, up against the the willow, which what were they gonna do? Burn their friends alive and that's what Frodo says. <laughs> he's like, we might succeed at, in roasting Pippin alive. And it was Sam's idea, right? Yeah. It's like let's burn him out. Yes, yeah, burn him out. Uh, Sam might wanna I don't think about that again. Right. But as right. soon as they start the fire, you know, you can hear Pippin like, Whoa, hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> And doesn't Mary say, uh, he's telling me if you don't, he'll snap me in half. Please stop. Stop the fire. Yeah. Yep. Um, put it out. Put it out, cried Mary. He'll squeeze me in two if you don't. He says so. Right. Man, what a trippy experience, right, dude. So they're in there. They can hear Old Man Willow talking to yeah. them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's unreal. Amazing. Um, so there was a sound as the wind um, rising and spreading outwards to the branches, um, all the other trees around as they... Um, as though they had dropped a stone into the quiet slumber of the river valley and set up ripples of anger that ran out over the whole forest. Mm-hmm. Sam kicked at the little fire and stamped out the sparks. So, you know, um, it's like, okay, cool. We're going right. to stop that. That was a bad idea. Bad idea. Interesting too. Isn't it, isn't it amazing? So like old man Willow, again, kind of like with the black riders, right? Mm-hmm. It seems like they could have had them. Yeah. There are moments they could have had them. Old man Willow. I mean, what's he going to lose? He could have snapped him in half. Yeah. Right? And, See, and, and when, they, when they start the fire, he's like, he's telling Mary, he's like, tell him to put it out or I'm going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gives them that option, gives them that choice. 
Yeah, but I think they both have a pretty big bargaining chip there, too. So with the fire, I think it's sort of like we're at the True. negotiation stage now. True. It's like, okay, you have fire. All right. Right. Um, yeah, good point. At that point, right? Right. Yeah, good point. Yep. But I also yep. think he's laughing, so he's not really... He's playing. He's playing. Was he he's actually going to drown Frodo? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Would but, it be more fun to keep him alive and mess with him? Yes. Yes. And, I, and, and I, he almost kind of you almost kind of wonder like too if he hasn't been observing this. I mean, obviously they talk to each other, they whisper. Mm-hmm. So he's getting news of them coming. He's looking forward to them showing up. He's planning all this, right? He's got to yeah. be. This is entertainment for him. How often do people come through that they can mess with? Right. Probably not very often. Right. But yeah, I didn't think about that. That's a great point. Hadn't yeah. even thought of that. Yeah. So now let's let's get to the best part here, where you know Frodo yeah. is is crying out, "Help! Help! Help!" Um, and that, that that actually was blown away from him by the willow wind and drowned in a clamor of leaves. Um, as soon as the words left his mouth, he felt despair. He was lost and witless. So I think this is I think this is very significant here. Okay, I think it's very significant. I think the fact that he it, it's almost instinctual that he cries for help. He doesn't even know why he's doing it. Mm-hmm. Right? He seemed to him that uh, he could uh, no. What did he say? Without any clear idea of why he did so. Yes. So something rising up in him, and he calls out help. And he, not only that, dude, he calls out help three times. Mm-hmm. Three, yeah. three is always a very like yep, that's a number important number, mm-hmm. right? If you if you go in Christianity, it's it's the Trinity. Uh, if you look at a a, a, a chord um, not easily broken, it's three. If you look at how many times Christ denied or uh, Peter right denied mm-hmm. Christ, it's mm-hmm. three times. Right. If you look at um, how many elven rings there are, it's three. Right. Yes. Right? Yeah. Three is a, is a very. It's very interesting. And I guess you know. Obviously, we do thing in, things in threes a lot, right? Maybe yeah. it's an OCD thing. Help! 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 Mm-hmm. And then, without even knowing why, right? But then it says, you know, it says it was taken away. Uh, he felt diff- desperate and lost and witless. But then suddenly, uh, he stopped. There was an answer. Okay. And then this is this is significant because. It it sounded heavy. I mean, you, you you cry for help. You you can honestly the reason expecting that, nothing, right? Well, and also the despair sets in because you 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 heard the cry and it didn't go anywhere. Didn't even go anywhere. Right? It didn't echo around or, the or forest. Or so you think, right? And that's my point. Yes. Is that like it seemed like? So that just goes to show like more like the power of yes. of Tom and just I, I don't know. There's and something the forces of good. Doesn't matter really where they're at. When I mean, this gets into the Barrow Downs later, mm-hmm. like uh, he flat out tells them what to do when they get in trouble, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. um, Tom's pretty boss. Yes, he is. So, anyways, suddenly he stopped. There was an answer, or so he thought, um, but it seemed to come from behind him, and he turned to listen. And soon there could be no doubt. Someone was singing a song, deep, glad voice, singing carelessly, happily. Um, but it was uh, it was singing nonsense. You got to take this one. And it as. sounded something like, uh, "Hey, dole, Mary, dole, ring a dong, dealio, ring a dong, hop along, <laughs> fa la the willow, tom bum jolly, tom tom bombadillo." <laughs> so, oh, as man. was singing that song about five chapters ago. I was just so you know, just so you know, he's so, a huge Arwen. Arwen. Arwen um, appearing in the old forest. That didn't actually happen, guys. Just just tonight. Right, right. So, um, I mean, nonsense, right? But here he comes. And, and Frodo, out. obviously, having no idea who this Tom Bombadillo is, half hopeful and half afraid of some new danger. And you would be. You'd be suspicious at this point of anything, mm-hmm. right? Half yeah. hoping it was an answer to his plea or his prayer or his cry, whatever that was. 
half afraid that this is something far worse. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And it's, it's neat, you know, and it's weird too, because it's nonsensical. Yes. You're like, what in the hell? What is this all about? Right, but there's there's some you know, so I won't sing this next bit because I kind of want to get to you're, the lines. You're right. The next part is yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it kind of so hey, come Mary Dole, uh, Derry Dole, my darling. Uh, light goes uh, the weather wind and the feathered uh, starling down along the under the hill, shining in the sunlight, waiting on the doorstep for the cold starlight. Mm-hmm. So references starlight here is Again, kind of a big deal. Elven. I think. Yep. Actually, later. Yep. Um, so uh, oh, they're yeah. my they're my pretty you right mm-hmm. and actually I don't want to jump too far ahead. There's something that they, that they find in the Barrow Downs too that's very significant with Tom and I think we'll talk more about. Okay. We have theories on Tom and, and yep. things that we want to talk about. But um, there, my pretty lady is uh, River Woman's daughter, slender as the willow uh, wand, clearer than the water. Old Tom Bombadil, uh, water lilies bringing. Comes hopping home again. Can you hear him singing? He's singing about what he's doing, about what he's doing, and who he's. And he's singing to, um, you know, Goldberry. Yeah. So, um, it's just beautiful. And it's these 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 uh, water lilies. Very important. Very important. <laughs> so don't mess up. Do don't not mess, mess with, with his those water lilies. Right. Um, don't go sniffing them. That's all we're saying. Right. 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 So. Um, so anyways, he, he kind of holds up here and, and is talking, you know, hey, come Mary Dole, Mary Dole, uh, Mary O, uh, Goldberry, Goldberry, uh, Mary Yellow, Barry O. <laughs> Poor old Willow man, um, you tuck your roots away. Tom's in a hurry now. Uh, evening will follow day. Tom's going home again. Water lilies bringing, hey, come Derry Dole, can you hear me singing? So he knows what he's, he knows why he's coming. Yeah. I mean, maybe he just knows that region and it's like, okay, old man Willow's up to something right. again. I kind of think he knows that they're. I think he knows the hobbits are in trouble, and I got think he to. knew that they were in the woods and, and all that good stuff. But he doesn't concern himself with these minuscule things. Yeah, hobbits want to walk through the old forest. Sure, mm-hmm. have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, he's got to get some some lilies for you know right. for his lady. It's just kind of yeah. It's cool. <clears throat> his he's so interesting. Dude. He's living life. I know he is. He's living life though, and he's just going about his day, mm-hmm. and he's just very. Um, He's such an interesting character because he he does see and know everything that's going on around him, but yet he's living in the moment, right. but yet is far outside right. of time and space, too. Tom is all things. He is. He is all things. He's all things to all men. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, he's very important. He's very important. He is, and, and we, we can talk about how far his power extends. Does it just... Is it just to the boundaries of, um, you know, a certain kingdom mm-hmm. or the forest? Mm-hmm. You know, um, right. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Right. More, more and definitely more of that coming up in this next chapter. We will get into. Right. I right. was just about to say we'll get into Tom. That's. I mean, I just okay. I got to stop talking that way. You man. really do. You're I getting really kind of dirty here. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, anyways, so so uh, Frodo says help, you know, and, and, uh, and Tom says, whoa, whoa. Steady there, <laughs> cried the old man, uh, holding up one hand and, and stopped him short. And um, he says, "Now, my little fellows, where be you a going, um, puffing like a bellows? What's the matter?" <laughs> He's here, even then? rhyming when he talks. I know. Yeah, I know. Um, what's your trouble? Tom's in a hurry now. Don't crush my lilies. And he makes sure to like lay these lilies down on very the side. Carefully. Very He's, carefully. He's holding them on like a platter of like leaves, right, or something like some big yeah. leaf. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep, and and they, they just to make this quick, what a they, chivalrous guy. They get you know they tell him, hey, here's what's going on. This this old willow tree right here has got our 
our friends inside, you know, and oh, so I know this he, old I, Yep. And yeah. so he's he's like, I know his song, I know his tune. That's right. The tune for him. So he's like, I'll freeze his morrow cold. Uh, if he don't behave himself, I'll sing his roots off. I'll sing a wind up and blow a leaf and branch away. Old man Willow. <laughs> Dang man. You get to, you get caught out by Tom Bombadil. Man. I mean, Tommy B. It's it's a big deal. Yes, but it is. The the reference here, people wanted some history. And if you look at how this world was created in song. I think that's what uh-huh. makes, first of all, all these characters sing songs. That's why we sing them. We love to sing them. Sure. This whole world and everything around it is created around you know, a, a tune, a song, and, and it being in harmony with one another and, and, and all that good stuff. So you know, we'll talk, we might even do a whole episode uh, on just speculation and kind of talk about who, you That'd know, fun. yeah, just, mm-hmm. just the origins maybe of Tom Bombadil mm-hmm. and uh, who he could be because I just think it's interesting that he is... He sings songs more than anyone that we encounter. It's in everything that he does. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. daily conversation. It's you musical. can't imagine it changing outside of, you know, like when they leave or before right. this time or whatever, you know. And in a context for us to think about how um, spiritual music is and mm-hmm. song is, yeah. right? It's, it's a way that we can all, it's a way that we all connect. You can, you, you can hear a, uh, you can hear, hear music without even any, any lyrics, something that's purely yeah. orchestral that moves you. Absolutely. Right. Yep. In your deepest being. Uh, and like, like, um, and also song being the center of creation is, is like not even just, just with Tolkien. That's throughout all of all yep. like different mythologies and, and, uh, C.S. Lewis, his good buddy did the same thing with Narnia. Yeah. Aslan's not to push Narnia in here, That's but he, Aslan sung Narnia into being. Yep. It was his song that, that all creation originated and sprung from. Yeah, and so that's a great that's a great point. I mean, that's like um, yeah, and the fact that song is so deeply rooted <laughs> trees. Yeah, in who in who Tom is right, and, and that that his even even his I, I imagine even his speaking yeah. is musical and melodic. Well, I mean, all of the elves, all of their songs, and sure. and, and I mean, later on yeah, the council, it's like it's a competition. Who can they want to hear a good song? Yeah, and they want to hear it sung well, and they want to they want to they want to uh, assess it. You know, and they want to kind of see. How, it's such a cool piece uh, to all of his work that I think yes. is really interesting. So, yeah. Um, but you know, Tom wants into Old Man Willow, and um, he says, what, "What you be a thinking, or what you thinking of? You should not be walking. Eat earth, dig deep, drink water, go to sleep. Bombadil is talking. Yeah. Okay. So, and this is. I'm sorry. And actually, there, want... there's a, there's a there's a contrast too. He's not singing anymore. He's talking. He did sing, and I kind of think he Good. was rebutted a little bit good in song yeah do you think so he had to get he had to get serious right he had to get serious so to cut, okay cut now, I to, now i've got to cut now i gotta music. get nasty with you yes giving you a few a few warnings now here i'm being straight with you yeah right very clear no no mistaking my words mm-hmm. um so this is interesting this is just a little thing in the movie so a lot of people were disappointed obviously that tom was not in the films peter jackson's films but this is cool the those lines there uh you should not be waking eat earth dig deep drink water go to sleep um Right. You know, extended edition of the two towers mm-hmm. in Fangorn Forest. The same thing happens. Mary and Pippin are there. They get sucked into an old willow. So old man willow kind of makes an appearance there. And Treebeard is the one that speaks these words. Right. So yeah. it's not exactly the same thing. Uh, a lot of people say, well, you know, Peter Jackson had a love affair with Treebeard, but he didn't care about Tom. And really, they're kind of very similar th- creatures mm-hmm. yeah. in a way. And so, but that's, that's one way that you can kind of experience Tom. In, or in the movies, 
Yeah. It's not the same, but that's yeah. where that that's where that line gets transported to. Right, for sure. For sure. Anyway. Yeah. Um yeah, so so right after that, after he's done talking, uh there's a loud crack and boom, Mary and Pippin uh, reappear. As if, if Pippin sprang as if he had been kicked. Yeah. Kicked out. <laughs> yeah. And and they're definitely, you know, they're thanking Tom and they're so happy that they got out of there. Um and he says um, Tom says to them, you shall come home with me. The table is all laden with yellow cream, honeycomb, and white bread and butter. Which isn't funny. That's like all gold stuff. I know. Goldberry That's is right. waiting. <laughs> yeah. You know? Maybe that was, maybe he was talking about his lady there, man. Yeah. Maybe the yellow cream. No, I'm saying maybe it's a euphemism. <laughs> maybe it is. I got my, honey, I got my honeycomb, my yellow cream. Yeah, my it white does bread a really good butter. point. Lane, I did not catch that at first. That there's yellow cream, yeah. honeycomb, um, the white bread, and butter. So even in what he eats, he likes to honor his lady. Yes. I mean, this, this woman, man. That's unreal. I never honestly had, had, had seen that. So that's cool. I like that. Thanks. Wow. That's <laughs> yeah. So there we go. He picks Mark up the, that one down, guys. <laughs> right. He, he picks up the lilies. Um, <laughs> so he, he, yeah, he picks up the lilies, and he takes off. And um, they're too surprised and they're too relieved to even talk. They're just like, oh, yep, we're going. Yeah. You know, and, and what a quick turn of events, too. Yeah, exactly. They're about to die, and then it's like, hey, let's, let's go eat dinner. Follow me. Not waiting for you, by the they're way. Just, they're probably maybe still in that dreamlike state. Oh, for sure, in a yeah. stupor. In a stupor, es- yeah. Especially Mary and Pippin, right? Right, yeah, Pippin yeah, just yeah. got thrown up out of a tree, and now it's like, hey, come to dinner. Follow me. And, right, isn't this too, uh, night is kind of closing in, starting to close in a little bit. Yeah. Which is also another, like, kind of frightening thing i'm sorry i'm, I'm getting ahead too no no you're fine if he, keep me on the path he, mary no he starts bolting ahead yeah and he's moving he's hauling he's not waiting he's hauling ass he's right right i mean he's <laughs> you better earn this dinner boys come I on mean, so and he and they actually can hear his voice coming back he says hop along my little friends up the withy 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 well what's that window withy window withy wendell um sorry <laughs> Tom's going on ahead, candles for to kindle. Man. So he keep uh, going, keep going. Come on. Whoa. Uh, down west sinks the sun. Soon you will be groping. When the night shadows fall, then the door will open. I can't keep singing all this. Come on. Now we got it. We're good. Yeah, no, no. Come on. That's good. No, I, I lost the tune. We want it. Out of the window panes, light will twinkle yellow. Why aren't you helping me? Fear because no. you're Tom. Huh? You're Tom. Yeah, well, I'm doing a great job. Fear fear no, yeah, so oh. whatever. We're good. We've got it. You guys get the point. I want to make Ez sing that to me to sleep tonight. Yeah, right. That's not happening. I'm not kidding. That was beautiful, man. So anyways, Tom goes on, and yeah. he basically tells them to kind of, really what he does in this song is he's telling them that, like, look, it's going to get dark, and you may have to kind of, like, just keep following my voice and, and sort of keep, you know, um, looking for these twinkling yellow lights. Again, there's your yellow, gold golden sort of light reference mm-hmm. uh, coming mm-hmm. from the windows. Yep. And so he's like, Tom's going on ahead of you. Um, we'll be waiting for you, mm-hmm. you know, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that <laughs> I got to ask a question. Why is he in such a hurry? Like, what, what is he? I, I mean, mean it, when Goldberry is, is waiting for time? you at home. Yeah, I mean. Got to get back to that baby. You know what I mean? B- I, B-A-E. I guess, man. I, mean, I, don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, like, uh you know, dude, and if he's if he's as powerful as 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 we're thinking and as all knowing, maybe he just knows like, hey, these hobbits are going to catch up. Maybe he's just so uh, uh, transcendent. It's like whatever. If they catch up, they catch up. If not, no bother to me. They'll be fine. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Or is he testing them? 
Come on. Yeah, Keep yeah. Keep up. Let's go. It's almost a Gandalf thing to do, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's a very Gandalf thing. Well, Keep up. He, here we go. Well, I think he knows the way is clear, too. Now I mean, he's yeah. sort of... The, and, the, and he the trees is blazing know. the trail. Yeah, he is out ahead of them. You're right. right, and he's and he's put the trees in their place. He has, and they know. And, and dude, if 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 uh, if old man Willow's been put in his place, right, then the rest of them are going to bow down. Exactly. Right? They're saying, exactly. okay, I guess these hobbits have clearance a little bit. So yeah. that's now, a great point. Now, something because we're about to wrap up this this chapter here, but something interesting that we noticed. See if you can find this for me, Lane, while yes, I'm sir. talking about it. It's it's the part where they get close. And oh, yeah. here it is. I found it. I found it. So they are working their way up, um, following Tom's, you know, uh, song and they, they get there, they see the lights. Right. Yeah. And it says that, um, let me back up a little bit. The river now small and swift was, was leaping merrily down to meet them, uh, glinting here and there and the light of the stars. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Now we're in tonight and we can mm-hmm. see the stars. Um, which are already shining in the sky. The grass under their feet was smooth and short, as if it had been mown or yeah. shaven. Yeah. And we talked about this a little bit, didn't we? We did. And so I it's also seems- interesting, too, that the stars are coming out, and it's nighttime. So that's another reason for the hobbits to hurry up. Yes. Because they've heard stories about, well, well, I don't know if they have. They don't oh, want to be in the old... Mary, right. Okay, Mary yes. Said, yeah. yeah. Don't want to be in the old forest at night. Trees are slower during the day, less bold during the day. Yeah. If that was them being less bold... Don't want to be here at night, right. right? What we just experienced. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We did talk about this. We did. So it's interesting, right? That, that Tom is a, I mean, as far as we know right now, he's the master of the forest, right? Of all things wild. He's, we don't even know what he is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody really knows. But uh, he's got a moan, his, his yard's mowed. Yeah. It's, it's cultivated. It's trimmed. It's taken care of. Yes. Right? A lot of people who live in the woods, you know, they, they kind of think they'd be no. You think they just let it run wild? It seems in too sense. tame almost for for such a wild spirit. So we were talking. I don't know. We we had about a half an hour conversation, didn't we, about this? Yes, about just the interesting complexities of it. So, so and and what is Tolkien? What's he saying there by that? You know, is it, he's saying that that um, you know he was a guy who who also loved the wild. He hated industrialization. He hated the uh, um, combustible engine. He thought was the most evil invention of all time, the, almost the root of all evil. Uh, he hated um, um, industrialization. Did I say that already? Yeah. And mm-hmm. that and that was really in his lifetime that um, uh, magnified and, and developed like crazy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then that's when it it boomed, right? Yeah. These machines uh, and and the 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 loss of natural powers versus more unnatural things, right? That we we take for granted now: mm-hmm. cars, um, you know, t- telephones, the way we communicate. Uh, I mean, he he would be probably he'd probably be appalled with how we live now. Like he, yeah. he'd probably it'd probably be yeah. so heartbreaking to him that so much of the natural and slow and hobbity way of life. Mm-hmm was destroyed yeah. or, or changed, I guess. But, but um, yeah, so anyway, so that, that's, that's kind of his lens. That, that was his, um, his passion was, was the natural world. And we talked about trees, how he loved trees. Mm-hmm. He loved wild things. You know, he loved going out and, and walking out in the woods and getting lost in the woods right. and talking to the trees. And that's why trees have voices in this because mm-hmm. I'm sure John Ronald Rule Tolkien heard mm-hmm. voices when he talked to the trees. Mm-hmm. Yep, come on. You know. And I yeah. think if anybody if anybody did, it was him, right? Yeah. Which is just amazing to think about because I'm sure they do they do have voice. You know, they've done studies where plants are cut that they they let out a scream. What? Yes. Wow. They've done studies where there there is a there's a noise emitted from plants that are that are severed. Wow. They have voices too. 
right? It's awesome. um, as Legolas says in Two Towers, they have voices too, my friend. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I just think it's very interesting here that, that a, a protector of a primordial, ancient, old forest, Moses Lawn. But it's also that he's a tamer. Too. Sure. Right. And that, so that's a great point. It's both. It's weird that it's 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 that's interesting a great point. because and, he's both. And and, and and so maybe and maybe what Tolkien saying here is saying here too, because because the Shire is a cultivated area yeah. and that's idyllic and that's that's where we want to be. They loved things that grow. Yes. So they, there's there is a balance, I think, that Tolkien yeah. is saying here. Yeah. We we are humans and and this is and and uh, part of that is in our nature mm-hmm. to to um not, I don't. Master has a nasty connotation, but to to influence our world, right? And and to and 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 to tame it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think I think that's also what he's talking about here. It's, that's not all bad. Mowing your it, lawns, okay. And we talked about the type of uh, talk about the type of mower. Yeah, like uh, a clipper. Tom probably uses right, like what yeah. I got out in my yard. Non non gasoline powered, just little real mower, right? Nothing too harmful yeah. to the planet. Something that's okay. You know, you can you can tame things respectfully. You can you can you, good lord, you get a haircut, right? That's all right. It's mm-hmm. no big deal. So I think Tolkien is also saying, you know, there's there's a domesticated side to even old Tom. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. the wildest things uh, ha- have an aspect of that. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Well, and it's I mean, he, as they work their way up, they can even see that there's like a stone um, mm-hmm. stone path. He's done some landscaping, hasn't yes. he? Yes, yes, yeah. well tended. Um, so yeah, I, that just kind of cre- stuck out to us. Yeah, he's also leaving his mark. He's creating something too, right? Which is which is a beautiful thing as well. So yeah, yeah. Yep. I have um, uh, you have you have anything to because the end of this chapter is very um, very significant for me. Yeah, no, and I'd like to hear your story. Okay, because we it's get like, in. Yeah, yeah just I, go ahead and take it away. All right, so I kind of have a story tied to the last part of this. So um, okay, so a little side story. My wife and I. We fell in love. Uh, I proposed within like I don't know. I don't, no, I proposed. I proposed um, after we've been dating. Gosh, I don't even remember. Maybe like a year, year and a half, and then we we wanted to get married right away. We mm-hmm. knew, yeah. You know, we still know, yeah. And what's the point of waiting when you know, right? right. Yeah. And so um, we got we got engaged, and we we honestly thought about just just eloping. Just mm-hmm. going out and let's. We actually, uh, I proposed in San Diego, and we contemplated, hey, let's drive out to Las Vegas. It's not that far, nine hours. Yeah, let's go do it. Let's go get married in a chapel or something. Um, but the more we thought about it, the more we realized, like a lot of times, weddings I think are for other people. It, it's it's a time for people to, uh, I don't know, either 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 let go or transition or or, or what or acknowledge this love, and it's just as much for other people as it is as it is for you, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. You know, anyone who's been involved in a wedding kind of realizes that, that there's just there's an element of crazy that takes over too. Yeah, so we're like, all right, we'll 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 have a wedding, and and you know, we didn't really want one, um, but in the end, man, in the end, it was a it was a magical day. Yeah. Um, in the end, we were glad we did have one. I, I have one regret, and that is my friend Ezra wasn't wasn't one of my groomsmen. What an asshole I am. We, we talked about that, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, it was just a period of time where Ez and I weren't, um, we didn't Life. see each other very much, right? Life yeah. got in the way, man. Life got in the uh, way. Did. Uh, that's uh, cl- honestly like my only regret. That, that, uh, that was literally like the worst. Well, it was one of the worst. It was the worst time of my life. I, know. I mean, so. I know, uh, but it's, it's still something. No, so I, don't worry, I'll, yeah. I'll always have the shame of that, by the way. 
But I love hearing know, this that's story. That's why I can't look you in the eye. I didn't know this story. No, you're good. I, I didn't know this story until today. We were talking about this chapter. Yeah, I wanted to surprise you all the way, and I couldn't make I couldn't make it until well, I don't know we exactly still. This. Like, so our and our also the cool, the awesome thing about our wedding it was very it was very hobbity. Yeah, very hobbity. Uh, my wife grew up on a farm. It, it was her family's farm for uh, a, few, a couple generations, and so we got married actually on the farm, and we had uh, 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 bales of straw. Uh, kind of in like a, a circle that were curved and beautiful and, and our aisle went up the middle and then we kind of split off our, our party split off to the side. So that way you weren't sitting on one side. We were all sitting in, mm-hmm. sitting in a circle. We yeah. tried to put like meaning and s- symbolism into everything. Yeah. Um, we hung those little paper lanterns from the trees and we had, had beer and, and wine and stuff in an old canoe that we filled up with ice, one of her grandfather's canoes. And mm-hmm. had some tents set up that you know people brought food. It just it felt like Bilbo's party, kind of. In mm-hmm. yeah. probably in in the realest way I'll ever feel, it felt like Bilbo's party. It was a it was a real oh like for instead of cake we had people bring home homemade pies. Okay, yeah, and yeah, we ate yeah. we ate like these donuts that we stacked into a cake kind of thing, and it was it was very very hobbity. Right. Yeah. So we. <laughs> yeah. I'm going yeah, to try and get through it without crying because yeah. I'm like an yeah. emotional wreck right now just You're because, fine. you know, I'm a dad, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's what happens. Um, but um, so, and we also wanted uh, uh, to get married um, by someone who was important mm-hmm. and we couldn't really pick just one person. So we had three people do, again, three, mm-hmm. there we go. Yep. Three people uh, do our ceremony. So it was um, Sarah's grandfather, Bob mm-hmm. Ward, Bob Ward, mm-hmm. um, as his Canadian's Canadian friends would know him, Bub Ward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Donovan, mm-hmm. patron of the show. Wow. Big Pete. Yep. And then our, our good friend, uh, Jeremy Strayer, Stray Dog. Yeah. Who was a professor at the NAS. Yeah. Do you remember him, uh-huh. Jeremy Strayer? Yeah. I okay. Um, so uh, Bub Ward had this amazing, heartfelt prayer and blessing. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, Pete uh, read a portion of Peter Pan. Which is a very important story for us. We both love Peter Pan. We love the idea of never growing old mm-hmm. and always staying young. Yeah. And um, uh, Jeremy actually read um, from Lord of the Rings. Wow. And and we didn't know. All I said was, <laughs> all I said, bro, was, hey, Jeremy. Uh huh. Just I don't care how you do it. I don't even know how you can do it. But please work in. Something from Lord of the Rings. Right. I don't care where. I said, I prefer fellowship because that's my favorite portion of the story, but wh- however you can do it. He's like, right. oh, it's okay, okay. He said, I'll think about it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and, and the wedding came closer. I, I can't remember if I checked in with him and said, hey, did you find anything yet? And he said, no, not. I'm not going to tell you kind of a thing. Or if, it, if I just forgot, I think I, I think I almost forgot I asked him to do this. Yeah. So I'm sitting there with my beautiful bride, right? Yeah. Surrounded by these, all these people I love, except for one. Mm-hmm. Ezra Kirk. Mm-hmm. And uh just I'm on the edge of my seat here, in, man. This is in awesome. This, in this moment, right? And um and then I just hear the words of Tolkien. All right. And and this this is what Jeremy read, and I'm just gonna read this part of it. And so imagine this in the context of kind of officially starting your life um with someone that you love, paired with the fact that this part of the story, old Tom mm-hmm. is returning to the one that mm-hmm. he loves, right? Yeah. The, the one who um gives his life light and meaning mm-hmm. and, and, and that golden light of love, of true right. love. So, and also, I guess, kind of the, um, the feeling that it instills in the hobbits. Yeah. I'll just read the damn thing. Yeah. yeah. They all hurried forward, hobbits and ponies, 
Already half their weariness and all their fear. Fuck shit. Ugh. All their fears had fallen from them. Hey, come Mary Dole, rolled out the song to greet them. Hey, come Derry Dole, hop along me hearties. Hobbits, ponies all, we are fond of parties. Now let the fun begin. Let us sing together. Then another clear voice, as young and as ancient as spring, like the song of a glad water flowing down into the night from a bright morning in the hills, came falling like silver to meet them. Now let the song begin. <laughs> dude, this, dude I, I, this is good, man. Let us sing together of sun, stars, moon and mist, rain and cloudy weather. Light on the budding leaf, dew on the feather, wind on the open hill, bells on the heather. Reeds by the shady pool, lilies on the water, old Tom Bombadil and the river daughter. And with that, the song, I'm sorry. And with that song, the hobbit stood upon the threshold and a golden light was all about them. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry bro. I'm sorry. That is so. So um, there's a reason when I, whenever I think of Goldberry, I think of my wife. Uh-huh. She's a blonde. She's beautiful. She's everything to me. And so, yeah, so that was, that was, that's my connection to, you know, and it's interesting because I, t- I was telling Ez, I've never really, and this is a full confession here. I've never really gotten the obsession with Tom Bombadil. Mm-hmm. I like he's he's an awesome guy, but he just wasn't someone that I like connected with and fell in love with, like a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's interesting through how this, uh, in in the same way, the hobbits weren't expecting anything like this. On my wedding day, I wasn't expecting to fall in love with with mm-hmm. with the story of Tom Bombadil and the words of 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 his beautiful bride Goldberry, and just how they paralleled. And I can tell you, dude. Yeah. My eyes were wet as could be, <laughs> as wet as as the old forest itself, dripping and and running and sobbing. I mean, it was just, and it was the way Jeremy read it. I mean, it was just, and it was beautiful. And looking into her eyes and being surprised by that, and just that is a, that's a welcoming home if ever there was one. Yeah, and how fitting. So anyway, that's my connection <clears throat> to the end of that. Sorry, guys. Can I say something real quick? Go for it, because my friend. I've always heard, guys, and I'm being. Absolutely dead serious. I love Lane uh, with all my heart, and I love you. And, and I'll tell you what, like I am so glad you told that story. I did not hear. Uh, so all I heard was there was going to be a tease of this today. Mm-hmm. I am absolutely blown away because you always call her your Goldberry, mm-hmm. and I always just kind of thought, okay, cool. <laughs> like that's that's the thing. But this is why. Yeah, this is exactly why yep, you do it. You've there. been doing it ever. since. So, I, I just never really. Yep. Because I wasn't there, so I didn't get the, this. Is this is unreal, you know? And with that song, the hobbits stood upon the threshold, and a golden light was all about them. Um, I mean, it's it's almost like and, a, it's I gotta tell a, you, baby. Every time we sit down and talk to, you, I yeah. feel that same golden light. Yeah, I mean, that golden light transcends. It, it goes across all different friendships and 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 yeah. and, and, and aspects of it's life. It's in the old forest, you know. It's I know, right? I mean, that's a dangerous. That's a, Right, frightening place. Like this life can be. You can find it in the most unlikely places. Absolutely. You know, and it's like a like an unexpected podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I am so glad you told that story. Um, hey, and in a way, in a way, you were there, my friend. Yeah. God, the biggest regret of my yeah, life. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, when you get married, it, it, I'm going to refuse to be in your wedding party. Just so you know, that's I'll, fine. I'll be there, but I can't do it. Okay. I can't do it. That's fine. This is fair. This is public record. <laughs> they know now. Oh God. Um, wow. Okay. So, anyways, guys, that's it. I mean, that's it for the for the chapter. Thanks, Lane, for sharing that. That was Thank you for super me. awesome. And uh, that's the kind of stuff that, that 
that's so cool and personal. And that's the that's the cool part about the book club is that you have this. Like we're we're getting some stories from from folk that are really personal and they're really uplifting. They're cool. They're funny. They've got us laughing. We're influencing mm-hmm. one another, mm-hmm. and I think that's just life. Yep. You know, it and is. it's it's beautiful, man. I mean, I, I, I can't say it enough. So, um, I think we've kind of already done some of your cool connections. I think we did all of them pretty much. Okay, okay. We skip right over. Yeah, um, because we've kind of run a little bit long in this episode. So, but uh, we got disoriented. Short. We did. So good thing Tom found us. Yeah, no joke. And actually, we've gone so long. <laughs> Look at that thing. Do you think we should read that whole thing? Or should we skip oh, that man. one and come back to it? We can put that in the next. See, should we, oh, and, you know, this would be a good time to talk about. Let's so plug it. Ez had this awesome idea. All right. So the Bywater post is snowed under yet again, guys. And, and it, it is the best problem to have. You guys are, it seems like every stinking day we got a new message in our in our um message mailbox what, what am i trying to say new message in our, on our to our page we've got a new email we've got a new comment that shares a story yeah. and it's becoming so much that as had this beautiful idea of we just need to almost make bywater post its own thing it almost needs to be its own episode and we were talking we were like how can we um you know make it its own episode but uh, it not just be us reading what you've sent us Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'd like to incorporate somehow. Whether it, uh, there are ways to do this. Whether we create some sort of like um, virtual uh, voicemail box where you could call in, mm-hmm. re- even if you want to write it out first and then read it verbatim, that's yep. fine. But you tell your stories in your own way, in your own voice. Mm-hmm. You get, you send it to us, and then we compile these into Bywater Post episodes where you click play. We might do a little intro, maybe not even that. Mm-hmm. And then you're right into, you know, Ken Bagley's voice. Yeah. Telling, telling his story. Telling his story. Nicole yes. Whitaker. Yeah. Her voice telling her story. Yep. Um, Emma Rose Colk. Yeah. Telling her story. Yep. Um, and I, know, think, that, I think, I think, so, the, you know, this is a big thing. I mean, what we would do is maybe create like a Google number, um, or you could honestly just record it on your computer and, and it's an MP3 file, and you can honestly just send it to us or share it to us in Google Drive um, through um, our email, which is an unexpected pod, an unexpected pod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And you know, we thought that'd be a way to kind of get through some of these, which is which is awesome. So, you know, we have some stories that we want to read today. We're going to keep doing this until we get some of those and we get enough to kind of fill an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they could even be old stories that we've done uh, before. So, you know, I th- we've read some, but we, like if to hear it in your voice and to hear you tell it, um, we are completely fine with like, we're going to go on record and say we this. want that. We do want right? that. I we mean, we want, do if, want if you've, if you've, if we've already read your story, you know, if you're Christopher Michael or you're Chris Broughton, yeah, we want you to, Call in, or, or Adam Holstein, call in and, because and, I want to hear it in your, I don't know what your voices sound like. I know, it would be really right? cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. And that'd be so cool. How much more would to we feel like we met? Yeah. Right. To hear your voice, tell your story, and then everyone else can hear it. I mean, it just, Well, and, and honestly, we would love for this to evolve to the point, well, what I would do, guys, I would create a Google number, and I don't know if there's a time limit on that, so I think Chris does some podcasting or somebody else does some podcasting out there let me know if there's like a time limit to that i'll even test it myself um and we'll put a number down um Mm -hmm. so you guys can just call in and leave those stories but the other thing we want to do too is if you want to leave some tidbits about something that happened in the chapter we will preview those too and just you know maybe title it recap 
uh, versus story. So title it recap if it's a recap. And uh, for its information about the previous episode or, you know, things we've talked about in the past, um, if it's your, your, your Tolkien story, how you got into it, your love for, for this series, those are things, too, we want to put in the we, – we would even put them in the Bywater post. We, Lane and I would just stop talking right now and we'd click play. Yeah, absolutely. So if we only have like three or four, that's fine. Yeah. If there's not enough to make a whole episode, boom, we'd pop them in there and go we, from there. So that's our plan um, just because we've been like – like we're like holy smokes, you know. Like we've just—it's such—it's so awesome because it is the community and it's the book club. Yes, and it's, and this is this is the place where uh, you know Tolkien uh, fa- fanatics come and their voices heard. And we just thought, like, how do we take that to the next level? It's by actually hearing your real voice, mm-hmm. yeah. right? That's that's what we want. So, yeah. and and that I mean, it's great for us to to read your stories, but it's so much more meaningful. It would and to us, it would be so much more meaningful to hear your voice tell that story. So, um, yeah, that's something we're going to do. So, yeah. Yeah, But let's, let's do these three. Let's do it. Yeah. You want to take the first one? I mean, cause you're long winded. (sighs) You got it. You got it. I'll put you on the spot. Straight as an arrow. (laughs) Ken Bagley. All right. I have not read this yet. So this is my first read through of this one. This was an email we got, right, Ez? Yeah, by the way, it took me a little bit to get back on the uh, email. Uh, But if you guys want to send us a a shadow fax, I I check those. And so. Oh, those are um, daily, right? Yeah. That was a good whistle. Those in. Thank you. All right. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. Love LOTR, obviously. I've been searching for a laid-back, talking Tolkien podcast, and this one has been my favorite by far because I do miss Lord of the Rings, and I'm very happy about the Amazon series. Mm-hmm. Ken, welcome to the fellowship, yep. my friend. Anyway, I thought I'd share something that might give you guys a kick. My friend Kevin and I are big Lord of the Rings fans and try to spur it into conversation whenever possible. Sounds like a couple other guys I know. Even when we are playing NHL 18 on PlayStation and playing against random kids online, (laughs) we will generally play the Lord of the Rings Howard Shore soundtrack in the background to pump us up. Dude, there's nothing better than that. No, that's great. We do it before every every episode now. Yeah. I will also mess around with Kevin whenever I have the chance and thought I'd share uh, with you guys the latest example. Recently, I asked Kevin for a favor, and he couldn't comply because he said he was too busy. Mm-hmm. quote unquote i give responses like the following to him often but this was the latest since i started listening to you guys hope you enjoy also please excuse any errors in facts spelling etc as i come up with this stuff on the fly and mostly do not look at anything don't look anything up or check spe- or check spelling etc as this was sent through text yes you're in the right place we you're, don't care you're good anyway <laughs> here was my reply to him being quote unquote busy oh kevin let me tell you a story Young hobbit, cried Gandalf, you must take the ring to Mordor and throw it into the fires of Mount Doom in order to destroy evil for good. Now, what if Frodo had said, I'm sorry, Mr. Gandalf, I'm busy. I cannot accept this task. What would life be like today? What would life be like today if Treebeard had said to Merry and Pippin, I'm busy, tiny hobbits. I cannot storm Isengard and displace Saruman. I am busy. What then, Kevin? What if the elves didn't show up to help Theoden and Tohan as 10,000 orcs sat outside the great walls of Helm's Deep because they were busy? What would life be like today? What if at the end of that very battle, Gandalf was busy and decided not to ride in from the east as he had promised? What would life look like today? What if when Frodo had exclaimed, not exclaimed, exclaimed, (laughs) I will take it. I will take the ring to Mordor. The other eight members of the fellowship replied, have fun. I'm busy, so I cannot join you. What then, Kevin? 
What would the world look like today? <laughs> yeah, what would I do wonder? What if when Boromir bellowed his lungs into the horn of Gondor, mm. looking for aid, would Aragorn have been able to save his last few breaths to learn of Merry and Pippin's fate? Mm-hmm. What if Aragorn was too busy to respond? What if as Frodo left to go his separate way from the fellowship, Sam did not swim after him? What if he had said, I'm busy, go yourself? What if when Frodo sent Sam home and Sam knew the Lambus bread crumbs at the bottom of the stairs, I'm sorry, saw the Lambus bread crumbs at the bottom of the stairs and thought, I've already gone too far. I can't go back now. What would the world look like? What if instead of chasing after Frodo and following his paralyzed corpse into Kirithungul all by himself to save Frodo, he instead said, I'm too busy to save Mr. Frodo. What if when Gandalf asked Pippin to light the beacon in order to call for aid to Rohan prior to the war of Minas Tirith, Pippin replied, I'm sorry, Mr. Gandalf. When you're busy, you're busy. What then? (laughs) Would the age of men still exist? Tell me, Kevin. What would have happened if Legolas watched with his elven eyes and did not act? What if he merely looked at the war in front of him because he was too busy to act? What if as Frodo laid back, laid along the ashy side of Mount Doom, too weak to carry himself into the mountain, and Sam had said, I'm too busy to help Mr. Frodo. I'm going home. Back to the fresh strawberries of the Shire. Do you remember the taste of strawberries, Mr. Frodo? And chose not to carry him himself. What then? What if as Gollum stood at the top of the moment, joyous at the top of, of the moment, joyously holding onto the one ring? The one ring to rule them all and in the darkness bind them. Frodo had just looked at him and said, hmm, nice try. Oh, well, I guess I'll go home now. Instead of sacrificing himself and shoving Gollum into the fiery pits. What would life be like today, Kevin? What if Aragorn changed his speech to, a day may come when man is busy, (laughs) when we forsake all friends and break all bonds of fellowship, and today is that day. Is today the day? That you forsake your friends and break all bonds of the fellowship because you are too busy, Mr. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin. Ponder how Middle-earth would have turned out if everyone was too busy to contribute into the destruction of the One Ring. Do you want the blood of elves, men, hobbits, and dwarves on your hands, Kevin? All because you are too busy. Lord Aragorn was busy also, but he wasn't too busy to return as the king. That's... Damn good. Yes. (laughs) I've been waiting thousands and thousands of years for the one day when the courage of men fails, when we forsake all our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. That day did not come at the Black Gate. It did not come for centuries after that. But it seems that finally that day has come. The courage of men has failed. Kevin has forsaken his friends and broken all bonds of fellowship. Kevin has failed. At this very hour of wolves and the shattered shields, the age of man has come crashing down. Thanks, Kevin. This day we do not fight. This day is all that we hold dear and good on this earth. Kevin does not stand for it. He runs. Oh, that man. is be- First of all, that Kevin- is the, that's probably the longest text in the history of human kind. That's great. I mean, but uh, that's the way you want to do it. He said, sorry for the long post, but hope that you got a laugh out of it. Uh, yeah. Thank, I mean, well, we really should be thanking Kevin. Looking forward to the for rest of your busy. shows. And thanks for taking the time to talk Tolkien and keep Lord of the Rings going. Thanks for reading. Uh, Ken, you're the man. 
And keep sticking it to Kevin every chance you can. And thank you, Kevin. Thanks a lot. Yeah, and I will say for being this, too busy. If Lane ever turns into Ken, I am just gonna run. I'm just <laughs> like I, this will get. I mean, no, Ken, this was great. These but guys have the same friendship. We they do, do but yeah. I'm just Except like we actually don't like each other. Well, that's true, yeah. but you know. Um, so anyways, no, that's great. That's great. Um, so we got another one here, real quick. Uh, Dean. Um, I'm going to butcher this. Baumeister? Baumeister, I think. Dean Baumeister? Baumeister. Um, yeah. Just wanted to write in and say that I'm really enjoying listening to your podcast. A couple of things about it that I appreciate, especially your energy, enthusiasm, thank you, are infectious, inspire me to re-examine the text. Um, your energy, Dean, is also... Um, Absolutely. Enthusiastic and infectious and all that good stuff. Uh, the Ohio Connection. I've lived in Massachusetts for 30 years, but I was Ooh. born in Mansfield and raised what? in Lima. Yeah. Um, so whenever you... And actually, this may have been on... Uh, this may have actually been on Facebook too. Maybe I got both, but this is in the email. Um, he mentions, you know, when you drop these cool beans, like, yeah, it's you, you know, man. um, it takes me back home, uh, puts a smile on my face. In recent years, I've spent a little time exploring Mount Vernon. Oh, what? Wait, wait, did we, I think we did read this, didn't we? This sounds familiar. Checking the Kokosian uh, grab. I don't remember this. I don't remember the name though, you know? Anyways, he's checking out the um, Kokosing Gap Trail. Um, no, I don't remember this. You remember this? Okay, okay. Uh-uh. All right. All right. Maybe I just read it and I forgot about it. The, um, Knox County the no, no, Yeah, Knox County uh, Public Library, uh, the other neat places. So when I hear you mention uh, Mount Vernon Nazarene University or the Premier Theater, I'm like, I've seen that place. I know what they're talking about. That's awesome. Um, I just finished episode two. I'm looking forward to listening to episode three during my drive to work tomorrow. Thanks to keep up the good work. Dean, appreciate that. Sorry if I... Um, Crazy connection, Dean. Yeah, that is actually awesome, and I'm sorry if we didn't, you know, uh, I thought, maybe I just read it so long ago, and I thought that we you, you may have. did it in the podcast. But, you may have, because so I have not heard that. That's my oversight. That's cool. Yeah. little connection there. That's awesome. Cheers, Dean. Uh, this is from... Isabel. Isabel, okay. Yeah, I didn't put her actual... Okay, yeah. Isabel. All right. Isabel says, sorry, Ez just had ISA, and I was like, is that Isa? Is that Isa? Isabel. Hey, I'm so glad that you are making this podcast. I tried to read the books when I was younger, but someone stole my book, and so I never got the chance. It was probably Gollum. (laughs) I really got into Lord of the Rings when the films came out, starting when I was six. Oh, man, that makes me feel old. I was double her age. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You were triple, probably. Mm -hmm. And even before then, my brother and I used to read to a, a record book version of the 1970s animated Hobbit film with our dad. That is, that's clutch, man. Yeah. I enjoy your enthusiasm because it takes me back to the days when my brother and I dug a six foot deep hole in our backyard yard as an orc pit. Wow. So we could act out the movies. Wow. Wow. I'm excited to read through the, through the books now with the two of you and renew my love of this series. I'll Isabel. be honest with you. Um, that's awesome, Lane, man. I think we should build an orc pit in the back of your yard. Can you imagine? We could play with Arwen in, in that. And Oh, absolutely. And an orc pit in the back of Bag End. Whoa. Whoa. That'd be crazy. That's That'd be deep. Crazy. That's deep. All right. So, yeah, again, um, thank you guys for all of your stories. Yeah. Those are awesome. We love Amazing. it. Um, next episode, we'll get back to some of the iTunes reviews and different things. Um, yes. Also, we should have done um, our next iTunes uh, Pop Socket giveaway. So we're up yes. to uh, 30, I think. So yeah. we still have three of those. We have one that we'll give away. For people between uh, numbers 20 and 30 reviews. And then we also have two more um, between our 30s and 40s and 40s and 50s. So we'll uh, give those away. So, yeah, huge shout out. Thanks, guys. We really appreciate it. Let's move along here real quick. Uh, strawberries and cream. We'll try to get this. Re- we have gone way over on time. So uh, we Sorry. apologize. But um, 
We're going to make a musical companion album. Okay. So this is actually true. So normally strawberries and cream is like fictional, kind of unrealistic yeah. stuff. But we actually are going to make a musical companion album. Who's it going to feature us? Who's it going to feature? If we ha- if we could just go back and redo any one song, right from from, well, from the film. Well, it's going to the companion is going to feature us. It's going to be us singing. Well, it's going to feature us. Right. Yeah. Right. So right. in the past, mm-hmm. we've had Enya, Emiliana, Torellini, Annie Lennox, Neil Finn, Ed Sheeran, Billy Boyd. They all sang featured songs for the films, right? Right. So my question is, oh my gosh, I just saw your answer. Come of on. course. Why not? So if you if you could choose one musical artist to sing a, fe- a feature song of a future film based in Middle Earth, set in Middle Earth, wh- what artist would you pick to sing right. that song? Yeah. And who, do you, who do you have? I don't, don't have, have one yet. You don't have one, so I'll you give tell you mine. Me yours. I'll give you mine. The greatest singing voice we've ever heard in our time. Okay. Actually, of any time. Oh, that's okay. Is she your Goldberry? The one and only T Swift, Taylor, T-S- my T-S- girl, T-Swizzle. who I've met, Simon Pants, met her at, at uh, you know. No, at, that's an appendices episode. At, we'll save don't it. Don't give it away. That is, going to. That's rich. Met Taylor Swift. Um, we're tight. We're close. We we will be interviewing her hopefully in the future. Oh yeah. Um, and so yeah, I think she could sing probably, you know, Goldberry's song there, or maybe she might be good as ca- like cast as Goldberry. Oh gosh. Oh, because then she gosh. could sing that song. Oh my gosh. Could Whoa! Did we just set up something that's going to happen in the future be for huge. the show? Yeah, I think, so. I think so. I think so. So here you go. Uh, mine is Robin Thicke. Okay. Yeah, I want to see some Blurred Lines version of, you know. Is it an elf? Is it a dwarf? I don't know. I'd love to see the music video for that. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I actually think, though, um, that was actually funny. It was kind of funny. It's supposed to be like that. I so. know, but I, I actually Why I are you think of, it? I want to think of someone really good, actually. Well, my favorite, my favorite musician is John Mayer. Are you kidding me? Yeah. After I just said Taylor Swift, your, your favorite musician is John just Mayer. A, oh, yeah, just a little paper doll, boy. Oh, That's what she is. Gosh. A little paper doll. Okay, come on. we got to wrap this up. Okay, sorry. Um, I would pick um, the 1975. Okay. My favorite band. Okay. They're British. I think they're from Manchester or something. Okay. They, they would do something crazy and weird, and it'd be awesome. I like it. That's okay. good. Right. You guys let us know who you, who you would like to... Uh, Sing a featured song in, in another uh, film. <laughs> As we're, really, we're, we're really gone over, haven't we? We've really gone over. <laughs> okay. Big time. All right. <laughs> yeah, okay. So we want to share the load. Um, we have done our most recent thing we have up. We have a, oh, the Dream Girl and the Dream Whale is an appendices episode. It's oh, up there. Yeah. Um, we also have chapter two of the uh, There and Back Again series. Yep. Uh, Lane and I also will be doing um, just like a short little, uh, no, Siri, stop, stop. Wow. Why is, why is Siri trying to, anyways, we will be doing a, like a, it's just a short little history. It's like a 10 minute, maybe 10. It might get bigger as we go, yeah. but some of the histories to middle earth and different things like that. So, you know, but get but. bigger as we go. <laughs> okay. Many Christmas. Okay. Sorry. So anyways, yeah. So that, that's that. Um, remember to keep checking on our, uh, our Instagram, uh, keep talking on the, on the Facebook page. We love that input. We lo- honestly, we look forward to it every day to just yes. checking that. And we're on Twitter now too. So, so if you want to, um, you know, have conversation. I don't really understand how Twitter works. Radagast, I'm modeling after him. Yep. So great. help us out and, and and feel free to start conversations there. And yep, Fortnite farewells. We got to go. Sorry, guys. We want to thank you for stepping off the road with us. Our next episode, we'll be digging deep into chapter seven uh-huh. in the house. 
of Tom Bombadil. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a shadow fax. Lord of all communication. We'll see you in a fortnight, and remember, Frodo lives. I don't understand these Roman numerals. This uh, chapter VI? <laughs> I don't get that. Not a word? Chapter V? VI spells V. <clears throat> I don't, I mean, it's a little redundant, isn't it? Why don't you just put V? I can say the letter. I can phonetically spell the letter out for me, but. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.